Welcome to another edition of the Yellow Flag Podcast. I'm your host, Logan Mitchell. Tonight I've got a pretty star-studded cast with me. Just like always, we've always got some great guests coming out for us. Uh, Jeff is not going to be here with us today, unfortunately. I believe he is still in a celebration mode for his little upset win over Michigan. So we'll hope he feels better and doesn't get a little too high to celebration. With me tonight, I've got Frank from Oklahoma. Hey, Logan. How's it going? Glad to be back. Good, man. Good. Always a pleasure having you on here. Unfortunately, I'm sober tonight, so it might not be as entertaining, but, you know, it is uh, a summer night. We'll cause some ruckus regardless. We've also got Matt Hatchell, the voice of the CFSL. All I know is pain. <laughs> Just all... <laughs> All I know is pain. <laughs> you heard his laugh, too. We've got the bringer of destruction, the man that knocks helmets off, Pokey himself. Hey, Logan. How you doing today, man? You still alive? Yeah, you still yeah. alive? Yep, yep, yep. We've, we'll have some updates on uh, Logan Mitchell later on. Uh, he's been having some adventures, so we'll get talking about that. Can't wait. And then last... But not least, as always, the 80 of the year nominee, the man himself, D.T. Hall. Hello. <laughs> That's it? No, That's all I got. No go horns or anything? No, no go horns. Fuck them again. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we're, back to, we're back to normal. Well, we've got a lot to talk about tonight. Uh... We had the award finalist drop, and then right as I was getting ready, it's like they read my mind, and they dropped the All-American nominees, which is going to cause some ruckus, I'm sure, in the jungle. So, we'll talk about the last week. Uh, DT, what was your biggest upset? Just say it. Just say it. Just go ahead and fucking say it. It's my answer too. Just fucking say it. What? What? I wasn't even gonna go there, man. Was it? That's that's a fucking lie. Ohio State. Ohio State over Poor Venom. Poor Venom. Poor Venom. I was legit. I was in legitimate tears. I want y'all to know that I was in legitimate tears watching that game. Uh, what, ha- what happened was we banked on Ohio State running a certain type of offense. Jeff did not run that type of offense. And they exposed our weak spot. Very much so. We fought back. We were able to take the lead. Gave up a touchdown extremely late. And then instead of running the play that literally had scored a touchdown on the past five drives... That had cooked the infamous ice tray five straight drives. We decide to not run that play at all. And we lost. Rested your starters. Don't forget where you rested your starters because you probably didn't have your sub slidings quite correct either. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Don't worry. We were we talked about how for some reason on that last drive, especially that last play, uh, both Bobby Barrett and Nick Reno, who had the five touchdowns, Bobby Barrett with four of them, uh, neither were out there. Believe me, we uh we talked about that. Sucks. Yeah, wasn't it? bad game planning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's it's always frustrating. Um, it's like, and you know, it was also even worse for me because 
at the very last minute, I'm legitimately talking 20 minutes before the stream. I, I get a message from Cole saying, hey, can you tag in? Because, you know, Cole being in Florida, they were dealing with a tropical storm at the time. And so he was like, you know, our power's currently out. We're running on the backup generator, but I don't know how long it's going to last. And I was like, yeah, sure. You know what? Fuck it. I'll, I'll go ahead and tag in. And it, I was talking with Mike afterwards, and I was just like— Because we're guaranteed to win, right? <laughs> no, absolutely not. No, I, I, here's the thing. I know I talk a lot of shit, but I've also said during every game I've called, anybody can beat anybody. And that this week proved it. And I was telling Mike after the game, I said, I would have rather of us lost by, you know, 17 than fucking fought back, taking the lead, giving up the touchdown with 30 seconds, and then run that last drive. But can't do anything about it. We now face the uh, the Sooners in the first round of the playoffs. We're still very happy about that we were able to make it. And uh, we're looking for a good matchup. 51 to 48. Yep. When, when Jeff and me were talking before the game and he said that he thinks he found something that y'all were going to expect, I was yep, he did. I was laughing in my head. I didn't believe him, but and I was I was telling I, I was telling I, I was telling Mike before the game, I was telling, you know, our coaching staff, I was like something in the back of my head is telling me Jeff is going to pull some weird bullshit and he, and they're going to beat us. <laughs> no matter how no matter how perfect our settings are, something is telling me we are losing this game. And I was right, and I'm very upset I was right, but it happened. We gotta move on. Cause uh I mean for God's sakes, we're facing the number two Sooners, which uh, you know, of course, no easy task, so we gotta focus on, we're you know, overrated. DT. Yeah, if you ask Juby, they're overrated. We are overrated. <laughs> <laughs> Frank, what about you? What was your big Upset. I mean, besides the besides the obvious one, uh, my my big upset was uh, you know Logan Mitchell versus you know Kentucky on kick returns. You know, I was expecting I was expecting a kick return touchdown, and then he went and got pedigreed and just destroyed. Yeah, I told him you better watch out. He's gonna get lit up. I was hoping to I was hoping to give Pokey so much shit when he ran that kick return back, and apparently I was wrong. But the knee brace slowed him down. That's what it was. That's yeah. the fun part about this game is we can sit here on a podcast and talk shit about something, and then it doesn't happen, and we can talk shit about it not happening the next week. So, exactly. Uh, I think we're missing a big one here, guys. Uh, Wisconsin Notre Dame. It wasn't an upset. Uh, I, I, I'm, I mean, I don't, I didn't consider that an upset. No, I, I don't know. Yeah. Upset. Oh, oh, believe me. Uh, as someone who was on that call. We did. I think me and I'm double checking the broadcast sheet. I think that was me and Mike that was on that call, or me and Jeff. Um, let me see. That that was not a game we were expecting. Yeah, it was me and Mike. No, we we weren't expecting that. We weren't expecting that ass whooping. We were expecting a close, maybe ten point game max. Not Here's my. Did see it last year. I mean, same thing I'll give you a true upset of the week. Oh god. True upset of the week. Is Notre Dame backpedaling their asses into the playoffs two straight losses? <laughs> yeah, that's thanks, Michigan. Hey, I, yeah, I, I do what I can, but you know, well, here, here's the thing. I will. <laughs> I, I'm gonna be honest. Like I, I knew it, it would be tough, but 
knowing how, at least based on what I've seen in the past, how certain people do vote, I wouldn't have been surprised that even if we win that game and win the Big Ten, I still think Notre Dame finds a way in. I, I still think. I, I still, I yeah, I would say I still think Wookie pulls a rabbit out of his ass, or just simply put, people people vote based on the past. And I, had I, I think. In over him. And I'll be no. that take. I had Notre Dame, man. Notre Dame definitely deserved it over Florida. And that's what I'm saying. Like, people probably would have picked. And because at that point, then you say, okay, Notre Dame has three losses, but there's the whole blowout of the Michigan game. And, you know, Michigan at that in that scenario would have been the Big Ten winner. And that's a whole thing people would have to take into consideration at that point. I think if yeah. you guys would have won and Notre Dame still lost, I think Florida would have got, would have, or uh, Kentucky would have gone in over that and knocked them down just enough that Notre Dame would have been out of it, but man. That'd be a tough one. Florida, OK State, and Notre Dame were probably the three and they both, you know. Oregon. Oregon too, yeah, I forgot about them. No, Oregon, Oregon in my mind, yeah, well, I guess Oregon because they would have beaten Notre Dame, yeah. I think everybody Oregon, kept saying yes. everybody Oregon kept saying that they would be in if we lost, and I'm like, no, y'all wouldn't have because for starters we beat you, and second off we have a better record than you. Like a lot of a lot of Oregon players were saying if Michigan loses, they're in, and I'm just like, what? What matter? Yeah, I didn't y'all? get that at all. I, I, and I'm like, I don't know if that's just y'all obviously talking shit on your old AD Venom or what, but I, in my mind I was thinking to myself, if y'all are serious, I don't know what backwards fucking logic y'all are doing to get to this. Yeah, I don't think you could have put Oregon in, no matter what, realistically. No, there, no, there was no way because we have because we would have had the head-to-head against them, so like that automatically would have kicked Oregon out. Yeah. Let I... alone, let alone, in my opinion, of say, Kentucky, Florida, Oregon, you know, Oregon's the weakest team. Yeah, I think the only argument Oregon could have had for maybe getting a wild card <laughs> is if you and Notre Dame both won. And Notre Dame would have had a blowout against Wisconsin. Maybe. And that's a big, big stretch of a maybe. Yeah. If we would, like said, if we would have lost, they would have got him. Yeah, if I could have finished my job, but you know, never trust. Like I said, I, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that was them just, obviously, you know, having some fun, poking fun of their old AD. But if they were legitimately serious about that, I need to see that. I need them to like write out their math to improve me how it makes sense. We need to check the PRI. That, that's where we go to. We'd have to check the PRI. Then we get Smitty. Yep. You know, I'm looking back at Oregon's record right now, and I just I, – I don't see it. I mean – They dug themselves in a hole too early in the season. Yeah. Yeah, the Florida, then the Michigan game, and then the Notre I mean, Dame basically- game. Basically, after our game, they more or less had to almost win out. Yeah, you they know were... they had they had the big they had the big win against Washington, and you know they beat Iowa. But I mean, they beat Wisconsin. They got kind of, I mean, they beat Wisconsin by three, which is massive. Don't get me wrong. Obviously, that whole situation two weeks ago set up the craziness. But yeah, but even then, I'm just like, because again, even if you like, even with the situation that happened, not only do we hold tiebreaker over them. We also technically just have a better record than them at six and two. True. 
So again, I'm to the Oregon boys, I'm not talking shit. I really am hoping that was just y'all poking fun. But if that wasn't, and you guys were legitimately serious, please always check the fucking standings, because your math is about six different degrees off. <laughs> I don't teach math in Eugene, man. Come on. You're that's right. A, that's You're in right. Alabama, remember? Dobbins. Oh, God. Oregon, <laughs> they will teach you how to run track. <laughs> they will teach you how to sell sneakers. That's about it. Good play, good. So I can't talk too much about Oregon or Pokey might get mad. Yeah, yeah, true. I'll plead the fifth on that. <laughs> so for any of our listeners that haven't seen it yet, uh, we'll go over the pit bracket first, and then we'll kind of discuss that. Then we'll move on to the actual playoffs, which is what everybody cares about. Playoffs. Yeah, yeah. I don't know anything about, about playoffs. About playoffs. One day, man, one day. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> so for the pit, we've got coming in at your number one seed, Florida. They'll be facing off against the number eight seed, West Virginia. Then you got number two seed, Oregon, going up against number seven seed, Clemson. You got your number three seed, Oklahoma State, against the number six seed, Mizzou. And then rounding it out with number four, Washington, Playing against number five Boise State. Before before we get into any discussions, can I just say, fucking props to Murph. Yeah. Took took an Damn 0 and 8 right. team. Took an 0 and 8 team last year. Took them to 500, and even if it's the eight seed, even if they're the very last team, got them into the pit. Like fucking props to him, man. That that's was... that's in, in one in one year in one year did that. Like like hats off to him. That's Logan, impressive. you need to take take lessons. Logan, take lessons. Hey, <laughs> hey, he. It took him two seasons. I've still got another season. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Take lessons. Take lessons. That's true. Mm-hmm. I think Missouri did, did a hell of a job too. Like looking at, you know, that's like the recruiting class they had to start with. Like they started mm-hmm. out really slow. Like when we first posted recruiters, like I think they had like two or three guys. Yeah. And one of them was like Doma's character. So it's like, oh, I mean, it's just crazy what they did with. How you know how slow they started recruiting at? I mean, I remember back in week one because Michigan played them week one after we won. There were people who were already saying, "Oh, okay, Missouri's done." And I'm like, "It's one." I'm like, "It's one week." What the fuck are you talking about? Well, like, they, Doma's been doing a good job. What people don't yeah. realize is Doma has a national championship. Yeah, Doma's like, like don't get me wrong. I am so happy we played them week one as opposed to like. I don't know, like week three, week week eight, week seven. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, they took like you, to the brink. Yeah, you give Doma time when he finally when he finally got that team settled. Jeez, I I am so happy we played them week one. Yeah, Doma is one of those that you don't want to go up against. He's like, he can be like a clutch where he just gets it figured out and then it's on a roll. That's going to be a really good game between them and Oklahoma State, though, man. I mean, Klovakovich against that defense, that's going to be a tough matchup, but that's going to be a really good game. Yeah, I wasn't really knowing what to expect of Klovakovich coming into this season. I wasn't Uh, either. I'm not super impressed by him, but he's done enough that he gets the job done. Yeah, I mean, he—he—he. I'll say this. He did a lot better than I was expecting. I, yeah. I, I will give him credit. I mean, I mean, just looking at you know, uh, but not to jump way too far ahead, but I mean, you know, he is nominated for All American. I mean, 
You're just looking at stats, 75% completion percentage, threw for over 3,000 yards, 23 TDs, only seven picks. I mean, yeah. for a guy that I don't think a lot of people were expecting a ton out of, damn good season. That's that's true, and he has the second highest rating on the All-American list. He's at a 171.6, yeah. only being beat by Carr. Yeah. And he is... Yeah, he's got one fumble, and he doesn't have as many rushing touchdowns as the other uh, QBs on that when you list. Have at, when you have Axel Riggs in your backfield, are you really going to be handing that ball? Are you really not going to be handing that ball off, though? That's, yeah, you have to hand him the ball. Yeah, I mean, the dude's the only uh, running back that has double-digit touchdowns. So, yeah. Yeah. But also, uh, I'm, I'm going to say right now, my dark horse for the pit, I think Clemson has a damn good chance. I, I really think the Tigers have a damn good chance to pull I, something off. I is, 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 it a lo- is, is it a long shot? Absolutely. But if you're telling me to pick to pick one of the five through eight seeds of who I think has a good chance to win, I would say my top pick is Clemson. I don't know, man, because if you look at the size of the bracket, Clemson has to go up against, right off the get-go, a Brock Hoskins defense. That's it, true. It yeah. is not easy to run against Hoskins. That's going to be interesting. Salmon's against Hoskins, man. Good Lord. Exactly. It, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, if there, but that's the thing. If there's one guy in the CFSL that I'm like, I think that could run against any defense bar none, it's Salmon's. No even if it, yeah. even if it's, even if it's the fucking almighty Wisconsin defense, I'm like, I still think Salmon's could possibly drop, I don't know, 70, 80 yards on that on that defense. Because it's Sammons. Like, yeah. He's ran all over us the past two seasons. I mean, my God, he's embarrassed us. I think he's just on the wrong side of the bracket for Clemson to do really good. If Clemson was in that number eight, I think they'd have a lot better chance. Oh, yeah. Is it going to be hard? Absolutely. But I think, like I said, if you were to tell me between the five through eight, so Boise State, Missouri, Clemson, or West Virginia, which is the order, which one do I think stands the best chance at maybe pulling off a miracle going all the way? My money's on the Tigers. Clemson, not Missouri. I'd put it on West Virginia, personally. Boise I mean, State. Can... Yeah, I like Boise. That defense is just... just yeah, just... it's just Man. something... Yeah. They've just struggled recently. Like, that's that's the thing, is that I know what Clutch can do. I mean, for God's sakes... They took us to the limit to the fact that we somehow won the game against without scoring an offensive touchdown. But I just this just coming up, you know, not great the past few the past few weeks, and you know, closing the season against you know not the best opponent. I would say. I mean it it makes it it makes it a little hard for me to truly see how good this Boise team is. Like I said, after coming off. Super heartbreaking loss of the past three weeks. But then you finish the season against a, for lack of a word, kind of deflated Iowa team, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I, I My dark horse has to be that West Virginia team. They have the easiest route to the finals, in my opinion, for a lower seed. And I, mean, I don't know if I'd call that easy, man, because Florida and then the winner of Boise and Washington, oh, my God. It depends on which Florida team shows up. Do we get Florida versus Tennessee, Florida, which West Virginia could easily beat because, unlike us, they have a pretty well-established running game. Yeah. And it's, the, the funny thing is with the pit is that 
this isn't really a time where I think records, you know, like tell the whole story. I mean, I mean, hell, outside of I want to say, uh, I'm looking at standings here real quick. Outside the first three teams, your four through eight seeds all finished four and four. Yeah. You know, like but like Boise Boise State Washington is literally a matchup of a game that happened a couple weeks ago. Yes. Like what was Ohio State seed last year? Weren't they a bottom bottom four seed? Were they four? Were they third? I believe they were the top seed. No, were they really? No, Auburn was the top seed last year. Yeah, Auburn yeah. was one seed. So I was it, like, I've had that talk with Jeff. So then it was Ohio State, then o- Oklahoma. No, we were fifth. No, you were we were fifth. fifth. Oregon was four. Oh yeah. Um, I'm scrolling through announcements, seeing if there's a if we have who is what seed anywhere. State. They had to have been because we came out of the one eight four five side, so they were either they had to be yeah they had to be two or three. Oh, let's see if I can't find it. Let me look at last year. Five seed went to the final. They only had like two anybody, losses. Anybody can. Uh... Yeah, I think the pit's wide open this year. I'm glad. I'm glad I don't have to pick it. They had to. Yeah, I can't find it. I can only find the. Well, they finished the season at eight and three. Yeah, so they had to be the two or the three there. They were a six yeah. and two going into it. Yeah, they were either the two or the three. I can't remember who else. You're gonna have to start saving these so we can reflect back on it. It was over on Jeez. that side though. graphic. I was just looking. The only thing it was like a video from Mike announcing everything. It was, I mean, it was exactly what it was. I think it was two Ohio State, three Florida. That sounds right. Yeah. Because yeah. Florida, if I remember right, it was Florida and Florida State in the first round because they played back-to-back weeks or something like that. Yes. So they would have been the yeah, Florida State pulled the upset. Mm-hmm. And then Nebraska was eight. Cause they oh, yeah. Played okay. Auburn. I was just curious because, I mean, I thought they were a lower seed for some reason, but... Maybe that was because of the year they had this year. I was thinking. Then Clemson was seven. Clemson has nine games that season, so they would have been seven. Hmm. Yeah, I'm like checking the website, seeing if there's anything for Pitt that was mentioned. I literally just told you everything. <laughs> I, I, I was like, I, I tune you out. Listen, if that's not obvious, I tune you out half the time, if not more. Hopefully, you have to tune them out Monday too. God, I hope. God, Two if Sims I don't running have. 59 to 14, 38 to 14. I hope Hatchel's on that call too. Which one? Oh, fuck, my availability is open for Monday. God damn it, I'm going to be on that uh, call. Like, uh, we, that's what we need. We need Hatchel and DT on the call for their game. Oh my God, yes. I didn't availability. I figured I wouldn't get any games in the playoffs. <laughs> I might I might have to just mute T and call that game like just basing off of him. I don't know, man. I don't know if I can do that. Block him on Twitch <laughs> for one game. Wednesday, Wednesday oh, it's YouTube. They're on the Ultra, man. I mean, y'all stole our number one def- Y'all stole our number one defensive end away from us. Yeah, you damn right we did, baby. Hey, <laughs> hey. To be fair, Worm was actually not originally coming here. We flipped him at the last second. Yeah, I know he no. got he got West Virginia. Oh yeah. We flipped yeah. him. Yeah, they got, stuck with, they got stuck with me instead. It was me, West Virginia, and Michigan as his top final three. 
and I lost him to. And that was after he posted his original deal, top huh? five, by the way. He posted his original top five, and we weren't in his top five. No. But we but we were fucking persistent as shit, and we flipped him. I hate recruiting. Just funny because last time we recruited him, he would he seemed annoyed when people were talking to him. Like he literally just wanted to be left alone. Yeah, yeah. Like we didn't even recruit him; we just started bullshitting with him. That's literally after we after he was with us in Bowling Green. We're just like, yeah, let's just go uh, talk shit with him. And, and, and I mean, well, again, never forget Logan almost got me to fucking transfer off of a meme, so anything can happen. Oh, I've got, I've got. You are not ready for what you've got coming this offseason. You go from in the portal, man. After seeing your, I mean, oh, you protected coach. God damn it! Have you seen his defensive coordinating skills, though? Is that really what you want? Well, apparently, I'm no longer the defensive coordinator. I'm being, I'm being moved to a different position on the coaching staff. So uh, I didn't get blown out seventy to thirteen. So exactly, why I'm no longer a defensive coordinator. <laughs> Why did the guy being uh, moved to a different position in the off season? Exactly. Yeah, man, I got I got fired too. Don't don't feel too bad. You got promoted to assistant head coach. Stop complaining. Doesn't do check. I got demoted again. <laughs> what? Well, at least uh, at least demoted to something else. I don't remember. Uh, you're unprotected, so they can all bother you for a week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't wait. Oh yeah. Oh. I'm just going to send you pictures of hamburgers all week long. I'm going to send him beer. I sell beer. I get it for free. I get about three cases at home for free. I'm good. Are you trying to send some my way? And like and four bottles of liquor I got for free. Sorry, Hatchel. He's going to have to see some ID from you. Oof. Bro, I'm 25. What the fuck? You look pretty young too, Logan. I know. Hey. I to say the fuck? It's that founding yeah, youth I, I found. The only one I would I wouldn't ID would be DT. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man looks like he's seventy. Oh, no, that's God. green. DT and green. Oh shit! Oh, oh, Who is that? Oh, it's Stevens. Who the hell? Well, to be fair, we are already off the rails, so I'm just gonna type. Okay, so before we get too far gone, we'll need to uh, let's talk about the actual playoff now, since we kind of already started it. Um, we've got the matchup of the century, the one that everybody's been waiting to see, the new Texas-Notre Dame. It's Notre Dame at Florida State, number eight at number one. Oh. I then thought we... you were going to talk about us, but okay. No, no, nope. Then we have... <laughs> then we have number five, Alabama, at number four, Texas. Two people that think that they deserve number one, even though they have losses. Yep. Then we have number. One didn't even win the conference. Yep. Then we have number six Kentucky, at number three Wisconsin. So we get to see. Uh, hopefully, Kentucky's offense get absolutely killed like they tried to do to me last week. <laughs> this game might be three to nothing, guys. Honestly, that could be a three nothing ball. Y'all literally killed probably three of our players. Your poor guy returning punts. I know he's dead. <laughs> yeah, he he's gone. And then the most heated game I think we've ever talked about on the Yellow Flag podcast. Possibly 
the most heated that's going to happen in the CFSL period. They could really take that Notre Dame-Florida State spot. We've got number seven, Michigan, at number two, Oklahoma. Oh, I think that's only the most heated because you have me and DT in the podcast together, and we're now playing each other. Exactly, and I can just fuel the fire as much as I want. It's not like yeah, it's more I, a fun rivalry, though. It's like, you know, we're going yeah. to talk shit to each other all week, well, all day. And then we're going to come back and be like, you know, we might talk shit after the game to a few people. Yep, exactly. Like, I'll give you and I'll give you you and Logan shit, or not, you and uh, Venom shit. If we, You'll give me and Venom shit. Exactly, because I'm going to do the exact same thing if we win, so. But I'm not going to come after, I might give Worm shit too, you know, just because he left us. But other than that, you know, I'm only going to yeah. give shit to people who, you know, they've got the rapport with me. They've, they've kind of earned, you know. Yeah, I can't, I can't think of anybody out, I can't think of anybody outside of you and DT from your team that I would honestly probably talk mad shit to. Maybe Zaza, just because I see Zaza on chat all the time when I'm calling oh, games. Especially if Worm stole it, stonewalls them at the end zone, that'd be. Oh, God, that would be. <laughs> I mean, but hey, I mean, Frank, if you win, I can I can just trade you Sizemore so you can have that on top of him, too. Oh, you say that like that's a thing I want. <laughs> don't fucking care about that, man. That's what I was going to say. I was going to say, if we win it all, I'll pay your uh, I'll pay your chicken bet for you. Hey, hey, I, I've been waiting on a date time, any comp communication. But for for me with those playoffs, honestly, and, and this isn't just because Pokey's on the in the pod with us. I I don't know, man. Like Kentucky, that's just one of those matchups where that Kentucky Wisconsin game, that could be a three nothing game. That could be a blowout for either team, and I would honestly probably look at that score and be like, yeah, yeah, makes yeah. sense. Make that, that's it. That that's a game where whatever that outcome is, in the end of the day, I will probably be saying, yeah, that that outcome makes complete and total sense to me. I do think I do think what helps Kentucky big time with that game though is having played Alabama, which is a very very similar team where they got a ridiculous defense, but their offense yep. can be can be hit or miss. Yep. I mean, Wisconsin got the best defense in the league, but. They've shown a few times their their offense is uh, susceptible to game. Yeah, and and I mean, like, not to discredit Wisconsin's defense by any means, but the main crux of that defense is their run defense. You know, I mean, don't get me wrong; they're still barely giving up. You know, they're still giving up one of the fewest passing yards. They're still giving up actually the fewest passing yards in the league. But I mean, again, that this is a defense that's averaging eight yards per per game. On the ground. That run defense is misleading, though. Also, it's not their actual run defense; it's their oh yeah pass defense of hitting the quarterback that actually makes their run defense look so good. Yeah, because I mean, they got so many sacks, 50, man. They... 55, 55 sacks. That's ridiculous. Pinesaw's gonna have to be on his toes. Pinesaw's gonna have to be prepared. Like, well, let's put it this way: Bo- Boise State has the second most sacks in the CFSL. They have they have forty six. Then you have Florida State at forty five. And then after them, you have Alabama at 35. Wisconsin has 20 more sacks than the fourth best team in the CFSL. Like, yeah, that that's that's insane. I mean, if Pine Saw does what he did last week, where he can't get the ball out of his hand and into a receiver for yep. the full first half, we'll be in trouble. Yeah, big trouble. Wisconsin's gonna punish you and hurt you. 
Yep. But if he can play like that second half, then yeah, he's got it. Uh, if I just Copley can get going, I think we can give him some problems. But that's going to be the key, man. We got to get Copley going. Yeah, I just don't think mm-hmm. Wisconsin's offense is good enough to keep in that game if Kentucky can start scoring. I think that's fair. I think that's a very fair assessment. You know, it all all of Wisconsin's offense is all about Jones scrambling and getting himself yeah. out of situations. And, you know, when you've got Pokey coming up and Terry coming up on a blitz, you can't, no matter how big your quarterback is, you can't just scramble willy-nilly like he has to do. And, I mean, it's not like Kentucky has, by any means, a bad run defense. I mean, 96.1 yards per game. I mean, obviously, you know, that's a lot more than eight. But, I mean, still, you know, it's not it's not awful. Not it would have been a lot better unless Sammons wouldn't have ran all over us. 150 yeah. yards. And, yeah. then when you take, and then if you look at the pass, you know, Wisconsin's number one, Kentucky's number two. Like, this is... This is literally a game that could finish three nothing, six to three. It, it really could. Well, we didn't help that. We probably boosted Kentucky's pass defense quite a bit. <laughs> well, and also, I mean, you have to remember there was a game where you know the the Iowa game, you know, Wisconsin did hold them to negative seventy two rushing yards, negative eight so yards not, of total offense. Yeah, so it's not like that didn't yeah. help them. Yeah. So I don't know. It was negative eight. It was negative one. Negative one. Sorry. But, I mean, still, so it's not like that obviously didn't help bolster their stats I'm on glad, the defensive side either. I'm glad Tad is not here. I would be getting chastised right now for speaking so illy of my past team. Exactly. You know what's crazy, though, about, like, Wisconsin, how great their defense is? They're actually, their red zone defense is actually bad. Like, they have yeah. one, two. Have you seen our red zone offense? They got six most points against in the red zone, and – like they're giving up points ninety percent of the time they get, they get the ball in the red zone on them. So it's not. I mean, yeah, they might not be. Well, Kobe, what do you mean? What do you what do you mean your red zone offense? Did Kobe was scared to get like, to the end zone last week, man. But here, but here's the thing. But here's the thing. You're still score. You you still have the fourth best points percentage. You're averaging points ninety two percent of the time. You're in the red zone. Now, obviously, the TD percentage isn't great, only fifty three, but. 92% of the time, you're at least getting points. With a game like how you guys have coming up against Wisconsin, we'll take that's points. pretty big. That's pretty yeah. Exactly. When a field goal will more than likely probably play a factor in the total, in the outcome. Never mind. I was reading it wrong. I was reading offense. Oh, you were reading offense? Oh. They got the best red zone defense. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you guys do have to bet. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Yeah, .04. Jesus. And then you look at, well, no, ours is .05, so obviously our red zone defense is absolutely spectacular. You showed that last week. I mean, Copeland <laughs> was scared to score. I couldn't get over that, man. That was hilarious. Yeah, I mean, oh. you've got these teams that are, you know, Alabama has .32. Uh, no, that, that collection, that's definitely going to be wrong, though, because you've given up 40 touchdowns on 42 attempts. So that's definitely, or 40 40 scoring drives on 42 attempts in the red zone. So that percentage has got to be wrong. 
I mean, you're giving up almost 90, 95% of the time they get in the red zone, they're scoring on you. That's yeah, that's weird. I don't, I don't know. It's you're looking at it backwards. Scary. It's the other way around. Okay, there we go. Sure. We, we, we've got our analytical expert here. Wisconsin's the best because they stop teams 38% of the time in the red zone from scoring at all. Oh, that makes sense. Oh. So I, you're, I you're, you stop teams 5% of the time, so you're at the bottom of the list, along with Kentucky, who's at 4% of the time stopping teams. Oh, so we're better so than Kentucky. Yeah, so what I'm hearing is if you're, getting, if you're facing Kentucky in the red zone, there is a 96% chance you are putting the ball in the end zone. No, there's a 96% put, put, put chance you're scoring. Put points yes. on the board. Yeah. Yeah. Which means scores 90% of the time on offense in the red zone. But you have to look at it. That, that – a stat's misleading, in a sense, because you have to figure Wisconsin's up in games a lot, where teams are trying to force a touchdown instead of a field goal. Yep. Mm. That's true. Whereas, no offense, but like Tennessee, they may be behind where a team will opt to kick a field goal just to put more points on the board. Right. And then, my, and then also, I'm not. I'm. I'm wondering if you know. Let's say. You know, it's third and goal, and, you know, all of a sudden, I don't know, say, you know, a massive sack or a possible fumble happens, but the team recovers. So all of a sudden, you're still looking at technically a fourth and goal, but from, say, 25, you know? The most, is that yeah. still, does that still count as, quote-unquote, red zone territory and red zone attempts for, like, yeah. a field goal or a touchdown then, you know? Yeah, I mean, the most important sp- on the de- defensive efficiency, as far as red zone, the points attempt per red zone is the most yeah. important stat. That's a crazy stat. I just doing this is Florida State only has seven takeaways on the season. With like the talent and how good their defense is, that's just mm-hmm. shocking. They've only gotten seven takeaways. Because they play bend don't break. Because they don't have to get yep. takeaways. Yeah, true. I mean, they know they're going to score. So why give up the long ball or try to force a turnover? Yeah, that's true. I also love that we've gone this entire time not talking about Alabama or Texas because realistically none of us want to talk about Alabama or Texas. Yeah, no. I, I kind of <laughs> want to play Texas in the finals. Oh. I don't think it will happen. we got to make it there first. It'd be, interesting. It'd, be, it'd be interesting. It'd be it'd be a very interesting to see a match like that or, you know, God, you know, another Notre Dame-Wisconsin or a Notre Dame-Michigan match begin. Like, like the fact that there are so many – there's so many chances for like big repeat games to happen again. I think that's awesome. I think what would be the most interesting would be Florida State OU. Just the backstories. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I would say uh, prior to probably two weeks ago, I would have said something like FSU Notre Dame, just because you're talking about the two teams that you know played week one, like game one of the season. Yeah. Have, having the chance to maybe face off in the last game of the season, and then of course it seemed like all season they were battling back and forth for who's number one. And but then Notre Dame, Notre Dame the past two weeks, so now they're playing in week one. So I, I think OU FSU, even though you know it's chalk, you know the one versus two, I think that might be the more the most entertaining matchup there. Yeah. We're not two. We're not two. We're two on paper. We're not two. Yeah. Well, we, have to, oh, we have to go by paper, though. Yeah, until we have I'm just saying, there's five teams and there's three others that are in the tournament, whether you guys want to admit it or not. 
and three of the teams that are the others are represented here on this podcast tonight. That's all I'm saying. And then there's oh, me. believe me, me. I want I want nothing more to it. <laughs> we have the host. I'm I, I, I'm just happy to be here. <laughs> you sounded so heartbroken, <laughs> dear. Oh my god! I, I know that's what DT's also laughing at. I mean, it, 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 it's been rag on Tennessee season, you know. Everybody talks about how great we're doing. It's just, you know, you go look at the standings and you look at it, and our point differential is better than one, two, three other teams. And Ohio State was below us until last week. I mean, again, again, dude, if, there, if there's any positive to take from it, it is that this is the exact same stuff we were all saying about Murph and West Virginia last year. Like, yeah. like to a, to a fucking T. This is the exact same thing everybody was saying. And look at this season form. Mm-hmm. I mean, you are the best 0 8 team I've ever seen, though. You know? thank, thank, thank I would you. very much, I would very much agree with that statement. <laughs> thank you. I mean, honestly, you're gonna learn more as time goes, but hell, we were four and four last season with how much more talent than we have this season at seven and one. Yeah, and I mean that's still is all my talent until I got there. I mean, basically when I came I mean, in, all I had was Potter. Yeah, I mean two two and six last season, you know, a pretty good recruiting class. But again, you know, we were one we were one mistake away from winning the Big Ten championship. All my five stars it, went to A and M. Made more than one mistake in that game, by the way. That's all I'm, I'm saying. I'm aware, damn it. I'm aware. Don't say one mistake away from winning the don't you don't. We were twenty mistakes away from <laughs> And add on the forty more against Notre Dame and you're getting somewhere. Uh I counted at least uh sixty two, but that was me probably being a little bit too harsh. It's probably seventy, but you know, well. Michigan well, yeah. also has the lowest Net point differential of top two teams in every conference. You damn right, baby. <laughs> it, it don't matter if you're getting W's though. OU but again, has double but again, years. But again, if you make that Notre Dame score a much more reasonable score, <laughs> that total goes off. I just want to say, if you make that score more reasonable, you can say that about anybody. That was the big knock at Notre Dame like the last two years is oh they always played close games they didn't blow anybody out it's like well it doesn't they, matter they they they, yeah. they did they did blow somebody out I mean well I mean I mean heck you know I'm looking at records and stuff Oklahoma State's five and three and has a negative net thirty one yeah like they like Mizzou is four and four and has positive thirty two OK State is five and three at minus thirty one like that's just it's so fu- it's so crazy to look at. Oregon is five and three with four. Yeah. Boise's I mean, Clemson, four and four with one hundred seventeen. Clemson four and four with minus fourteen. Like it. And then Miami three and five at minus twelve. Like. Yeah. And then Auburn one and seven with negative two hundred sixty-four. Hey, I mean, at least you guys beat him in that regard. Yeah, yeah, we're we're winning that point differential over hey, a bunch of go, teams. <laughs> yeah, I mean, heck, Kentucky six and two at seventy eight, and then you have Alabama at six and two, one sixty eight. Yeah, but Alabama had 
Who did they blow out? Super big. Let's see here. Oregon. Or Clemson. Auburn, Clemson and Auburn, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I forgot. Yeah, I forgot. And even Miami. Yeah. That's the thing. Wow, Alabama really either played close matchups or just blew everybody out of the fucking water. Wow, I did not realize that this year. Yeah, Alabama. I, I was saying it at the preseason. Alabama is going to be a hit or miss. I, yeah. I don't know what happened with Ravenhill. We all thought he was going to be this stud walking in, and his stats aren't bad. He just can't win those. If there, I mean, if this season showed me anything, it is that freshman quarterbacks are going to have a tough time regardless what the talent around them is. Well, and then you got to think they also, I mean, I know they reloaded, but you also lost to like, mm-hmm. you know, all-time great wide receivers. Ridiculous receivers. Yeah. And, and again, yeah. and probably, you know, at least in my short time here in the CFSL, you know, I'm only on my third season here, but, and, you know, no offense to other quarterbacks, for my money, the best quarterback I saw so far has been Doug Day. You know, that's a guy you can't just kind of come in and replace. No. Although Doug Day also is, is he still the leader for interceptions? Probably. He threw a lot of those. He sure did. <laughs> he threw a lot of touchdowns, but he threw a lot I'm, of... I'm, I'm pulling up career records right now. Yep, he's ahead of Cairo by 10. Now, granted, granted Day didn't play, you know, Day didn't play against the kind of defenses that we have in this game now, like, where you just mm-hmm. didn't have, you don't have, a, you don't have a team like Wisconsin three years ago where you got, like, what eleven elites on defense or whatever they got like you don't something have like that yeah like, yeah like a lot of these top teams right now wouldn't exist you know yep. before before the change like our team like Oklahoma wouldn't exist like the way the way the old rules were so, yeah it was co- coming in at a time where I didn't realize change was happening and seeing you know just you guys who have been here for a while talk about it. It's interesting. Like, like it's 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 interesting because like this type of game is the only type of CFSL I've known. You know, the for like a word, the pretty stout, heavy kind of defense wins championships mentality. Like, doesn't matter how good your offense is, if your defense is garbage, you're probably not winning. You know, and like hearing you guys just talk about, you know, how you know a few seasons ago, you know, guys like Day. You know, weren't playing as these type of defenses. I'm just kind of like that's that's weird to me because as far as I'm aware, that's all the CFSL has been is stout defense. And they also had the Mac. Yep. You know, they also had the Mac to, to eat for two weeks. Mm. Oh God, yeah, that was that was fun to watch my first season. Oh, just, just be like, what Tennessee. is happening? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I would like <laughs> yeah. Bowling Green, Bowling Green versus Tennessee. That'd be an interesting game. I, I think I still don't like defense. Bowling Green. I, I I still don't want to take. I still don't want to play that game. <laughs> I think we have the better defense, actually. I, I think you oh, did. We had more. We had more elites. You did. That's why I don't want to play that game. <laughs> oh man. Even what you have. Even what you have. Travel said. I know, and look, I turned him into an All-American. Well, he can't have Travel said. 
We'll, we'll let Travis Stead play for both defenses. <laughs> Travis Stead is the ref. Just, just, just squats jerseys every drive. Yeah. Well, I you mean, speaking a... of, he'd be just as tired as he is, anyways. True. I mean, I, I was gonna say, do you want to go to All Americans next? Do you want to go to awards? Yeah, that's what I was about to get at. Is we'll do, uh, we'll do the awards first because the All Americans are gonna take a while. God. Yeah. Uh, all right, so. I said I think we're gonna start at the bottom on the awards if I can find it. There it is. So we'll start off because we do have two broadcasters here on the call with us. One is nominated, one is not, unfortunately. DT got Fucking snubbed. I'll say it. What the hell, DT man? DT got, <laughs> got snubbed. I'll say it. I don't even get a mic by my name. I'm boycotting. Yeah. I'm pissed. Wait, do you not? Oh my god, you don't have a mic by you. What the fuck? None of the new guys do. Oh, true. Yeah. So we'll go through this real quick. We got Murph, Cole Mantell, whoever that guy is. Yeah. Jathan, uh, uh, my co-host Jeff. We've got, of course, El Presidente, and then we have everybody's favorite missing kicker, Hatchell. Eh, you know. Um, I think I'm a little biased here. Obviously, I. I have a co-host that's nominated. Uh, and also, I like to keep in the tradition of Matt being one vote. Yep. So, I, I, I think I'm going to go with Jeff on this one. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, even for myself, I mean, this is, as the guy who, I mean, even just like on that group, I'm the only one that consistently only does color i'm just i've never had any intention or want to be a play-by-play guy i mean hell dt can tell you when i tagged in for murph earlier this season and you know the schedule said murph's play-by-play and dt's color i mentioned him i said hey do you want to do play-by-play instead because i've never done it and i would love to stick to color and he was like i've never done color and want to stick to play-by-play so it was perfect um Play by play, play just is not something that's interesting me, and I think you know does, you know does that put me at a disadvantage for broadcasting? Yeah, and I, but I'm fine with that. I mean, for me, Jeff is a guy who probably does deserve it. I mean, he's called I don't I can't even think of how many games now, and you know he's the type of guy that you know he's he's out there calling just about it seems every single game a week almost, and he he 100 deserves it in my opinion. He's also got that little stick of uh, every single game at the beginning. You know Jeff's going to be fading in and out. His, 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 God, his dude. It's, so, it's so hard to come into when all I hear is cutting out, and I'm just desperately trying to see, please just let me catch the last syllable so I'm not like a beat behind. You mean Jeff's Wi-Fi issues? I don't, oh, my it, God. It's every game, and it's just at the beginning. No, me, Mike. I've been in calls with Micah's talking about this, and Micah's been like, what the fuck is the issue? And literally, every time it Jeff is like, it's just like, I don't know. Like, we don't know what that issue is either. It just happens. What you're saying is Jeff needs to do a cold opening to the broadcast to get that out of the way. Exactly. Just about, yeah. <laughs> have, him, have him start talking during the, uh, the countdown stream. Just have him do the oh. final countdown, like 10, 9, 8. Like Thank 10, God. 8, 8, 8, 7, 6. <laughs> by three, by, yeah, by three he's coming in. Yeah, we yeah, just about. 
So DT, no, but it, being the other commentator, who's your who's your pick? I haven't worked with half of them. I'd say probably Jeff, just because he's been doing it so long, and uh, I don't think he's ever won the award actually. No, he hasn't. So, to me, that's probably yeah. who's going to get my vote. Frank, mine too. Mine too. Well, go ahead, Koki. Jeff's got to get my vote too. I mean, he, he does a great job. He gets everybody involved. But if I weren't voting for him, I I might would have to go for Hatchell over there, man. He does a good job too, man. <laughs> Appreciate that. Thank you. He's got to be Thank the meme sure. though. He's got to be the meme. Yeah, that's I'm, one vote. I thought that was. I that's thought that was. Well, well, that's a, well, that's a thing. I don't. I'm not voting for myself this time. Jeff deserves it. Like he has my vote. If that means I finish with zero, I finish with zero. I'm fine with that. Hey, Pokey's got one vote for you. There, you're good. Yeah, guess if everybody gonna vote for Jeff, I'll vote for Matt. Then I'll be the, I'll be your one vote, Matt. There we go. Thanks, man. I need one. Wookie already took away three, so I need one. <laughs> but and then another I, a guy I want to give a shout out to is Jathan. Like he fucking hopped on this season and absolutely killed it. Yeah, like, I think I think Jathan in a season or two is gonna be the next. Yeah, and and, and again, unlike me, who just you know when I first started, I did color and I just with it like he hopped into and play by play dog that shit's hard like props to him jeff dt props to any of our play by play guys i legitimately couldn't do it yeah i mean it's like when i talked to mike about it i told him i'd only do color yeah i just uh, i like, like, don't want to do play by play and i stumble on plays way too much to do play by play yep and so like just hopping in and just immediately doing play by play and you know i only called i think it was like one or two games to them but Every time, but like the games that we, the gamer games that we called would went just really well, you yeah. know. Like, like yeah, I, I agree. If if he can, the, the one thing I would say that would hurt him would be consistency, but not in the sense of his calls and the sense of how often he calls. Like, there were a lot of people, at least in the broadcasters, at the end of last season, I thought that's kind of what hurt Jeff a little bit, yeah. was because near the end of the season he just wasn't as available. And Cole was available a ton, so Cole, you know, was able to was able to call his last few weeks. But I mean, you know, if Jason can consistently be calling, you know, maybe three, four games a week, and keeps doing it well, he's winning that award in the next two years. Yeah, for sure, no doubt. But I do think there does need to be some, you know, recognition for guys like you or like what I told Mike that I would go in and do. There's got to be that comedic relief in the booth. And that's almost my persona you've taken on. Oh, yeah. My goal is, at the end of the day, like, seeing chat and seeing – and being sometimes a person in chat that does get a little too into it, you know, at the end of the day, I, I do my best to – do my, my goal is to do – I brought it up during the – pod we did uh, a couple weeks ago where we had it seemed just about every broadcaster in here and we were talking about you know who's our inspirations what got us into it and i said my big inspiration is uh taz from his old you know smackdown days with michael cole where his main job that he did was to basically as someone who had experience in the wrestling ring call and explain to the audience at home why wrestlers did this move why they put them in this submission why this hurts more than that and that's my goal is to say well, the reason the defense or offense ran play X is because they saw blah, blah, blah. But also to be that comic relief because 
at the end of the day, if somebody's just being, you know, a jackass in chat, nobody likes that. Mm -hmm. And also at the end of the day, we are people who are streaming a football game that is eight years old that we all have put some money in to create our avatars yeah. and we are watching them play with no control over what happened. Yes. Hey, what's Which wrong with, what's wrong with being a jackass in, in chat? I got three fan of the year nominations by being a jackass in chat. Yeah. You're not a massive one though. And Hatchel got time now for it. You make me question it sometimes, but you're not a massive one. Like myself, when I, Mike had to time me out for 10 minutes once. But anyways. I was, um, in, I was in Mod V watching that happen, and I died. Yeah, that was that was funny. Um, But no, but like just for that, because again, at the end of the day, again, it, it goes back to, Frank, what we were talking about earlier. You know, in our game, obviously, we're going we're gonna to go back and forth at each other. But as soon as the game's over, you know, we're, we're cool, whatever. That's my thing to remind us. It's like, hey, you can keep it. You, you, can, you can obviously root for your team, root for the team you're playing. You know, root for your player, but don't. But at the end of the day, this is legitimately just a game. Like, yes. le legitimately, as soon as Mike hits start on the game, not a single one of us has the slightest bit of control of what the fuck happened. Yeah. And so just sit back, sit back, relax, and enjoy. A lot of us got to remember, even us that are ADs, this isn't mm -hmm. our full time job. The only people that this is their full-time job is the admins. Yep. And I don't even, and Cole has a side job as well. So this is Cole's side job even. So it's not his full-time job either. Yeah. Side piece, as Mike likes to say, or as uh, Jeff likes to say on the air. Yes. <laughs> oh, this is very much my side piece. Yeah. So, no, you know. I do got to give, uh, I want to give Murph a little bit of a shout out too. Cause like, oh yeah. Yeah. You know, I enjoy, I, I, to me, he is the most consistent, like he's, you know, yeah, he's not gonna have the comedic relief like Cole or, or Matt. But to me, he's like consistent. You know what you're getting. You know you're gonna get a well called game. If he's on the color, you know you're gonna get, you know, you know, legit good, you know, analysts. I mean, honestly, to me, he's the most consistent, you know, guy in the league. You know, maybe he might not win broadcast of the year because he's, you know, doesn't have the the same, you know, Falling. personality as yeah. other guys. But you know, there's you know, it's like, you know, DT, when he, when he first started, he'd be like, yeah, like, I sucked, I didn't sound good, and it's like, no, it's like, you did, you did a great job, like, you know, you know, you didn't have the rapport with the guys you were doing, you know, games with right away, but it's like, you know, you did a solid job, you called the games, yep. you told us what was going on, and we weren't sitting there, you know, trying to figure out what was going on, and that's another thing I like about the league, it's not, yeah, there's some, some of the blowouts, you get some, you know, stupid antics going on, but it's like, it doesn't take over the game. You know, I've, mm -hmm. I've watched other, you know, other products and it's like, it turns into just a joke. It's like, you know, it's like, no, it's like it's still a game. We're still playing, you know, the yep. game might be, a, you know, and even close games, they can turn into a joke. And it's like, no, it's like, that's what I love about this league is, you know, the, the announcing and broadcasting is, you know, eons above anything else I've watched, you know, on Twitch. Yeah. So that's yeah. Pretty awesome. And, and to keep, you know, the recognition for Murph going, you know, if you were to ask me who do I probably have the best chemistry with in the booth, I, I would say Jeff. Me and Jeff, we, we're really good at riffing back and forth with each other. But if Mike were to come to me, you know, you know, with in a situation where he's like, all right, Hatchel, look, I have you on color. 
for these next three games. I, I, I don't know who to put on play-by-play. You know, all all broadcasters are open. You have three straight games in a day, back-to-back-to-back, that you're calling color. Who do you – and you have the choice of your play-by-play guy. Who are you choosing? For consistency, I'm choosing Murph. Yeah, like, you know what for, you're getting for, with Murph. You know what yeah, you're getting for, with Murph. For the reasons like you said, and, you know, me and Murph, we have good chemistry. I would say it's not as good as, say, me and Jeff or maybe, you know, I'd say probably me and Cole are on par with me and Murph. But, like, if I'm saying, all right, I need someone that I can, you know, consistently rely on to, you know, keep us focused, but also riff back and forth when needed and all that, I'm, I'm for three straight games, I'm picking Murph every time. And I'll say this, if you get Murph off the rails, and it only happens once every couple weeks. But if you yep. get Murph off the rails, it is comedy gold. It is. Because I, I've done it one I've done it once. His laugh is just he, contagious. He tried to fight it, and I'm like, no, we're going this way. Cause I think it was a blowout. I'm like, we're gonna go this way. We'll focus on the game, but we're gonna go off the rails a bit. And it's great. I I do think though, if DT was on the ballot, he would possibly get my vote ahead of Jeff. But it's only for nostalgia purposes because like i told him he reminds me of the old school cowboy sports network guys that i grew up listening to in the on in the truck on the radio and oh he'd get more through me left yeah it just threw me for a nostalgia trip and i was like yeah uh we need more of dt on these games he couldn't take your compliments dog no no he didn't know how to respond to it <laughs> nope oh I, I do i i will i will stand by the fact that if DT was on the ballot, like as a part of this ballot, he gets more votes than me, and I wouldn't be mad. Hundred percent, hundred percent. I would be. I would be like, that makes sense. Yeah. I I agree. I agree with. I agree with that. That's what I'm saying. He needs two. I agree with that statement. Nobody's voting for me. Well, yeah, nobody's voting for you. No, I mean, even if I was on the ballot, I'm. I don't know. Be tough. On what? I suck. I know I suck. Don't try to flatter me. Stop embracing the stuff. You're good, DC, man. As as someone who has heard Mike be critical of broadcasters, I'm going to tell you right now, if you suck, he wouldn't have let you, he wouldn't have let you call games. Flat out, he would not have let you call games. That's why me and Frank's not going to ever get to call a game. Nope. Well, he said he'd give me one chance before I got fired, so... I'm still waiting to find out if I'm going to get it. I t- he told me to put in the app, and he, he told me a couple times to put in the app, and I put it in. I haven't heard anything. Well, Logan, you're going to have to be play by play for the game. Logan and I are going to do a game where we're both just doing color, so, like, a majority <laughs> of it's just silence. You just have to wait until he's desperate enough to actually put you on, because I put my availability for, like, two or three weeks, or for the first two weeks, and then I quit putting it on. Then he got desperate for a person, he's like, I was like, I can do it. He's like, well, why don't you post your availability? I was like, eh, you never picked me, so I quit. I was like, well, shit, start putting it up there. I was like, okay, whatever, fine. I, think I, I love that. Had a chance that night when uh, was it when Logan Logan was supposed to do it by himself, and then Jeff got on like half crocked, and then Logan started drinking during the game, and I'm like, everyone's like, Frank, you should do it. I'm like, fuck no, I'm not doing that. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> like, I'm gonna say it. Half the guys were. I'm gonna say it. I legitimately call my best games while drinking. So, <laughs> all right. Well, the first time I got invited to the uh, the podcast, he's like, 
there's no drinking on the podcast and no crazy ass takes. And I'm like, <laughs> oh shit. I know. It was we so- lied so bad that what? Why have I been on the podcast then? <laughs> I, I had my beer before the podcast. I just didn't do it. Smart. That was the that was the week that I didn't have it. And I was Yeah. And then I got invited during the I got invited for the Benny the Benny podcast, but I was supposed to play I, softball. Oh my god, that was Oh my god, anyways. <laughs> so next we gotta go up to Team Spirit. So we've got the usuals, Florida State, Notre Dame, Texas. But we also have OU and Oklahoma State on there. Um, we're the usuals. Oh yeah, I guess OU, yeah, two years in a row. I, I would say this is all pretty probably the usuals. And technically we've been there three years in a row, we just won OU the first year. Yeah, you guys oh, were. Oh, BGSOU. BGSOU. <laughs> I mean... State of Oklahoma University? I don't know. This one's a tough one. I th- really think it's between OU and Florida State this year. Yeah, I do too. My 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 money would I I would vote for Oklahoma in that case because well I understand that's just part of their vibe. God, FSU has gotten under my skin too many times this season, and like I I understand rooting for your team and being a homer but oh my god where there's sometimes i was just wanting to mute half of the osu or half of the fsu fucking roster and league chat hey they're better than they were last season oh that's true no i'll give them that i will absolutely give them that is that that they toned down or is it because some certain people are missing they got rid of those yeah they got rid of those two dudes man i wanted to punch both of those guys in the face yep those two made you hate Florida State. They they would make you hate Florida State. Oh, yeah. Exactly. And I've tried talking to them, and I tried being nice, but... Nope. Yeah, but... And, and I think it... I recruited him just... really hard, and he seemed like an okay guy, and then all of a sudden I'm like... <laughs> you know, I'd be like, hey, dude, heads up, you know, you shouldn't do this, and he'd be like... I ain't doing nothing. I'm like, dude, I'm not, I'm not trying to, like, rat you out. I'm basically saying you might want to watch yourself. Just calm down, but yeah. <laughs> like, I will say I am surprised that I didn't see Ohio State on the back of Ice Trail alone. Um, a little shocking, honestly, but, you know, can't win them all, I guess. I was surprised Michigan wasn't there because of bands. Yeah, bands have been quiet this year. No, it, well, he's been he's been unfortunately busy with school. You know, he is he is a very uh, – he is a child. Oh, yeah, he graduated uh, kindergarten, I forgot. I was about to say he's doing child development. Yeah, listen. How old is listen. he really? I actually don't know. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's in high school. Um, listen, okay. listen. And I think he's 14. I think that's what he said one time. Yeah, something like that. But listen, he did finally graduate second grade. Okay, <laughs> we're very proud of him in the locker room. We've been hyping him up. <laughs> Matt went took his pictures with his teacher. I sure did. He looked great. Wore a little suit and everything. Very happy for him. <laughs> we bought him an extra chalky milk at lunch. With some and you, know what? you know what? He deserved them. He deserved them. He passed the multiplication quiz, and we were very worried about that, okay? <laughs> Math is hard. <laughs> Pre-algebra is not the easiest to pass. Oh, my God. That's even worse. Listen, he's learning. Listen, he's getting letters of next year in his shit. He's about to get fucked up. When letters went into math, I was done with math. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> a- aim into that, brother. Oh. Uh, 
protractors and the compasses and all that shit. Jeez. Oh, he's still got a year before that one. I was good until geometry, and I was like, this is stupid. Uh, <laughs> uh, so I think it's kind of a, I think we can all kind of agree it's an OU. I think that's where we're all getting at. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think, I think it's, I think it's OU. If, if I had to pick a second, maybe ND or FSU. But my money would be on OU. My problem with that one is it's going to be whoever stuffs the box the most for their team. Yep. We saw that last year with LSU. Pretty much running the table on whatever they were nominated for. And Bama. Mm-hmm. We don't talk, yep. we don't talk about returner of the year last year. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't vote for you last year either, so. The dude had 500 yards kick return. I'm like, that's all he had. Like, how do you win returner of the year with only 500 yards? They had like 30 yards for a return, though, so that's kind of why I gave it to him. Oh, yeah. Well, you're dead to me now. That's all right. So then we have most outstanding senior. We've got Bozzy Brown, Damian Butler, Cairo, and then holding it down for FSU, we have both Frost and Winter. Uh, mine's kind of, I think there's only one clear cut winner here. Yeah. And that's Winter. The Goats. Yeah. I mean, I think Frost will win it. He's got to, man. He's got to. He has to. I I, I could see Frost, but he, I think winners. He legitimately it. changed. Again, only been here three seasons, but at least during my time, he I he has legitimately changed, in my opinion, how teams attack the defensive line, both offensively as well as when it comes to recruiting. Mm-hmm. He he has legitimately caused a change in the CFSL mindset. Oh, I mean, I've had two good seasons, and him and Porter literally make me feel like I'm obsolete. Like, literally. You are obsolete. Yeah. You are obsolete. Shit <laughs> <laughs> on. Oh. So let's go through it real quick. Frost has 63 tackles, 40 tackle for loss, 25 sacks, and three forced fumbles. And that's a down season for him. Yeah, yeah. Keep in mind, those are season stats. That's not like career or past two seasons that's that's this season alone and that's a down season yeah that's it's just and then winner you have 103 tackles 18 tackles for loss two sacks and two pass deflections you have to remember he's like 20 tackles above the next highest guy too yeah he's got to think he gets a lot of free roam because frost is taking up two and three guys though guys that's true yeah I mean, he's it wide is. open to make those tackles. That is very yeah. true. And then, I mean, not to take anything away, you know, from Croft, you know, has had a really good career, but I do think Washington maybe not living up to their full potential or anything like that, and especially coming off of the heights that was last season for him. Yeah. You know, not he quite. He definitely took a step back. Yeah, and I do think that, you know, is going to hurt him in the end. But, I mean, then again, I mean, it, it's hard to go, you know, another season with, you know, 75 completion percentage, averaging literally 399 yards per game, throwing 38 TDs in only 10 interceptions. You know, that that's hard to replicate. Yeah, it, it is. And, I mean, you know, if you go to Washington this season – and you look at their actual games. If they would have kept going from when they started, mm-hmm. you know, 
I mean, the loss to Oklahoma State hurt them. Yeah. But if they would have kept up, man, from last season and rolled over, they it would be a totally different. We talk about Croft being in that conversation, but it's yeah, they've just played down this season compared to what they did last season. And yeah, I don't and think it, he's got the numbers for it. Yeah, but but again, I think Butler yeah. had a huge, you know, you gotta look at Butler too. I mean, his, his season. Yeah, hey, he's. I was just looking at his stats. Yeah, you were, you know, relatively, relatively, you know, rush heavy, or at least balanced offense. I mean, the guy was what seventeen yards short of a thousand yards, eleven touchdowns. Next closest guy is like five fifty. Like that's yeah. that. You know, and I mean, to have two guys above, you know, seven hundred. Yeah, and I mean, just to I mean, just to compare it to you know last season for Butler. I mean, last season he had a total of a solo touchdown you know two touchdowns or one touchdown all season last year you know 454 yards you know just beyond middle mid of what you can call a season but in this season more than doubles his yards per game you know puts up 10 more touchdowns in the same games 13 more receptions a, a total number of more yards like for a senior year comparing to the season before he stepped up a far and beyond what i think a lot of people were probably expecting for him so i mean good credit to him for that oh yeah definitely uh i mean that's the reason why he's on the most improved list also yeah but i mean Fozzie, it's almost like Fozzie, and then Fozzie, he kind of sizzled off at the end yeah, I mean, I was, I I call I've called some Florida games, but a majority of them were near the tail end of this season, and you know, just during those games, Florida wasn't really looking 42's way. You know, they were they were going, you know, just kind of targeting some of the other seasons like Klesko and, and Zeke Lacy a lot during those games. So, Lay, you know, Lacy uh, at big time. Yeah. So look at Jeff Brown, seventy four catches. Radman Rouse yeah, Brown too. Yeah, when you're throwing out of the backfield to Roberts a lot too, it hurts. Yeah, and so Brown Fozzy is just he he didn't stand out on his own team compared to the other, you know. Yeah, and I, I mean, eight hundred yards and, is great. Yeah, and but I mean, I think, I think kind of a space to show kind of how up and down his season was. You know, starting mate, starting with the game against Alabama, ten receptions, hundred eighty three yards, one touchdown. Game against Kentucky, where they lose by one. Nine receptions, 124 yards. Game against Auburn, seven receptions, 153 yards, a touchdown. The next game against Miami, where they still won, one reception for 13 yards. Yeah. You know? It hurts. And, 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 again, and again, that is a game they won. Where he basically, again, outside of that one catch, non-existent. Not a tackle, not a pancake, and no, nothing else in the box score for that game. And I think that does hurt him a little bit, you know, like you said. Yeah, I think we're going to be looking at another, you know, I think it's going to be an FSU player winning. It's just, who, yeah. who are the voters going to go for? Are they going to go for overall career? Or are they going to go for who had the better season? And my vote's for winner, but I can't knock anybody for voting Frost. Yeah, I mean. That's the thing that that could lead yeah. to 
an upset. That, that's yeah, I, and if I and if you were to tell me who do I think would deserve it as that number three spot, my vote's Butler. Yeah. You know? Um, if if somebody's gonna win because Florida State splits the vote, I hope it's Butler. He deserves it. I mean, to not only make it on most outstanding senior, but Logan, like you said, to also be part of that most improved conversation shows a lot. I I think he would be my next guy. Yeah, but I wouldn't be surprised if Croft won it just because I think Washington has more active players than. Missouri. I can see that as well. Yeah. Though I can also definitely see Florida State basically deciding as a team that we're voting for one or the other. Yeah, I could I could very much room. Yeah. I could very much see Grin like proposing that to the locker room and that locker room also not hating that idea. With the cohesion that Florida State has, I wouldn't be surprised yep. if they don't give it to if they don't all don't vote for Frost cuz I doubt Grin's going to want him to vote winner in when he just got nominated for Hall of Fame with another player. I could see that. Because winner's going to be in the Hall of Fame, without a doubt. Has to. Has oh, to. Also, it's Frost. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm going to change it, and I think it's going to be Frost. I really want Winter to be it, because I think Winter had the better senior season, but mm-hmm. I think Frost probably will get it. This would be the perfect time for Grin to come back from his dinner and pop in. Yeah. <laughs> God, it really would, but he's, no, he, again, he's at the mothership, like. Yeah, he's having pizza or something. So then we got freshman of the year. Uh, you got yes, sir. Then we'll go from we'll start from the bottom. Then just because you said that. Uh, so we got Ryan Ravenhill, quarterback of Alabama. We got the Corn Man himself at Oregon. Uh, DJ Brooks at Washington. Gavin Beavers for Florida, and then we have Alex Adams at Michigan. Not even their best quarterback. Nope. Yeah, unfortunately. Well, and also, obviously, Michigan bias here, but also, I, I do want to say for Alex, we didn't have him that first game. Yeah. He, he, every stat you see for him is in a seven game season. We did not have him against Missouri. Yeah. And even in seven games as a freshman corner. Again, not our be- not even our best corner. 69 tackles, 9 for loss, 3 sacks, put an interception on the board as well for pass defense. He, especially against that Clemson game where he just, where he came out of nowhere, you know. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we bring him on. We're expecting great, th- we're expecting pretty good things out of him, but we're like, you know, it's game two. We don't really know what to expect. 12 tackles, 2 for loss, a sack, 2 pass defense. And we're like, okay, okay, that's cool. Next game against Oregon. The exact same stat line to a fucking T. And then you add interception in there as well. And we're like, oh. Oh, he's balling out like that. Okay. Like, he he caused by surprise, and we couldn't be happier for it. Obviously, I, yeah. we, we know he's probably not going to win, and, and that's fine. But he, he's been such an instrumental part in our, uh, in our season. I, I think the biggest thing that's gonna hurt, that will probably hurt him no is the Ohio State game. That and no touchdowns. Notre Dame game. Yeah. No touchdowns well, is hurting him. Yeah, and, and even the Notre Dame game, I mean, Notre Dame game, he had 10 tackles still. You know, it. it if there's a game that's going to hurt him, I think it's going to be the Ohio State game because, especially early on in that game, since I was calling it, I was noticing a lot, he was just getting bumped off. You know, a guy, he, he was going for big hits or 
simply put, Hall or Radloff were just breaking tackles from him. Like, if he was able to wrap up at least half of the tackles that got by him, I kid you not, he probably finished with close to 16 tackles. Yeah. I think it's me, Brooks. I mean, if you get I think so too. for defensive player of the year, you should at least be the best player in your own class. Yeah. You know, yeah. That's, it. no, 100%. 100%. I think the only thing that's going to really hurt Brooks, if it does at all, is only 26 tackles. For me, for me, it's not even that. If there's going to be something that hurts him, it's that he's going against a quarterback. Yeah, but well, yeah. I mean, Ravenhill has even if Ravenhill didn't have the best season. It's it's the fact that it's a guy that touches the ball every offensive play. Yeah. You know, I I think I think if any if anything's gonna hurt Brooks, that's what it's gonna be. Because no, you are you are a hundred percent right, Frank. If to be nominated for Defensive Player of the Year and Freshman player, freshman of the year. To be, to have those two awards. When keep in mind, you know, not to jump the gun, but you know, a couple other guys nominated for James Player of the Year. Not saying them all, but Bross, Porter, Hoskins, and then oh, you're also nominated for freshman of the year. Do you realize how good you have to be for that to happen? Yeah. Six interceptions. Like he had more interceptions than deflections. Like that's insane. You know, I really think it's going to come down to Brooks or Ravenhill. And yeah, the problem is that I think Ravenhill is going to get it just because they're going to look at his passing stats. Yep. I agree. They'll see that Alabama's in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I agree. The, I also think the fact that it's the Alabama quarterback and yeah. that it's Jathan. Because you, you got to think, if, if, say, it wasn't Ravenhill, I would see Brooks getting a, a large amount of the Alabama vote, being he you know, was there yeah. in, a previous, yeah. in a previous life. Yeah, but it, it, and, and that does suck because I do think Brooks had, Brooks has had the better season. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I think Brooks should be the winner, but I think it being Jathan, I think Jathan will get it. I, I think it's just that circumstance of it's Jathan – it's an Alabama player. It's a quarterback. It's an Alabama quarterback. Like mm-hmm. it, it literally, it, it just seems the only other way that it could stack up more, uh, you know, Bama's in the playoffs. The only other way that it could stack up more against Brooks, in my opinion, is if this vote takes place after everything, after the playoffs happen and Alabama wins the natty. You know, that, that's the only other way it could stack up more against Brooks. You know, yes. he's basically facing the toughest wall he can right now, you know, going into this vote and it sucks because again he's nominated for defensive player of the year as well like it's just it's nuts hell of a year for freshman no doubt oh yeah he had more interceptions than pass deflections it's insane he took balls away more than he swatted them down like what the fuck he is arguably the best cornerback on the all-american yeah like jesus christ but yeah, I, and Logan, I do think another thing that is hurt him is that you, you're right. Just 26 tackles. I mean, you know, to compare him to, you know, uh, another the other cornerback. You know, Gavin Beavers from Florida is going to be a safety. So, you know, to compare him to their cornerback, he's up again. You know. I yeah, mean, and people Alex, don't look Alex at Adams, it. Alex Adams has 
40 more tackles than him, you know? They don't look at the fact that if Brooks only has 26 tackles, but he has six interceptions, that yep. means he was locking the guy down the whole season. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. Put him on an island. Exactly. Just him, you know, just, just to compare him against the other corner on the, you know, on the, you know, defensive player of the year, it's like, you know, DJ did have, you know, DJ Blackman had 36 tackles, which, I mean, that's not a lot either. But, yeah. you know, that's a, that's a significant bump. Yeah. You know, yeah. And, and I mean, loss. I think Blackman has a little bit more of an edge on him just because. Three touchdowns. That's, just, yeah, pick sixes. 75% of the time that he intercepted the ball, he scored a touchdown. Yeah. The efficiency and on I, that's unreal. And, I mean, I also don't want to take anything away from – Gavin Beavers either the safety from Florida for freshman of the year because I, I mean you know if we're talking about you know Brooks has the interceptions Adams has the tackles Beavers has both yeah 60 tackles and five interceptions like not take anything away from Gavin Beavers but you know it, it's just unfortunate where I think uh, because Adams has more tackles than him Brooks has more interceptions it, even though he is kind of the almost the perfect combination of the two when you look at stats because he doesn't lead either. I think that's going to hurt him. Yeah. So then we're going to get into the most improved player. And this is the one I'm really excited about. Of course, I have two players on there. So we've got Damian Butler, the wide receiver in Mizzou that we already talked about. We've got Philbin at West Virginia. We have Potter, the quarterback for Tennessee. We have Big Boy Savage from Michigan. We got DT's favorite player on this list, Travelstead, the safety from Tennessee. He's not my favorite player on this list. <laughs> We've got James Ware from Alabama. Oh, yeah. And we got Wilson, the wide receiver from OU. There he is. I um, just give a shout out to my Pillsbury throw boy, man. I love my quarterback. <laughs> You know, yeah, I got to say, I got to go with Doughboy. Him Dope getting most improved, game. though, that's just because of horns. Because he did the same crap when he was in the MAC. And he was the number one. He was the freshman of the year at yep. the MAC. So yeah, think- no, like real, realistically, if you were to look at his career, Thor doesn't win it, hundred percent. But I also love. I feel like Tio. That's my quarterback. That's my teammate. Well, you also look at his. You look still at his season, and he's seventy-one percent. He's got the yards by far. Wait, he's seventy-one percent. God, it does not feel like it. He's How many interceptions does he throw? Twenty. Yep. Three. There it is. Twenty-three. He is calling it now. Hundred fifty-three point three rating. He is negative forty-one yards rushing. Yes, sir. Wait, that'd be like us trying to say Vinny should be most improved because he didn't play quarterback last year. And I will say, yes. I also say that Savage has only been sacked twenty times. So he's negative 41 yards while only being sacked 20 times. Really? What the fuck? You go look at Potter, who's 74%, 50 yards shy of 3,000. Yes, he doesn't have the touchdowns, but he's been sacked 41 times, and he has almost 500 yards rushing with four touchdowns. Oh, no, yeah. like Even just between the quarterbacks, Potter gets my vote. Like Again, I, I I love Thor, but... I mean, you guys said the best. This is basically just his Ohio season again. You know, it's yeah, it's. Do you take a step back last year compared to his Ohio year? Absolutely, but 
if we look at that Ohio year as a baseline, he played a normal year for him. You know, yeah. and again, I love the I love the man to death, but does he deserve most improved? More than likely, no. Yeah. Will he get my vote? More than likely, yes, because I'm a homer. Yeah. Right. I, like I voted for Wilson. Yeah. But I think Butler no. probably deserves it. Yeah. Yeah. Butler had a great year. Wilson's never put over 400 and something yards per season for his first four seasons. Yep. Season. Now he's almost at eight. So I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, but again, like... I don't think you could go wrong with Butler, Philbin, or Potter, realistically. Oh, yeah. Philbin, actually, I mean, to me, I I mean, I don't look at his stats, but to me, Philbin has always been a marquee running back in the league, like even last year. Well, I'll look it up real quick. I'm looking, I'm pulling up. They were a run balance. I mean, they were a run-focused offense. An extent until Clementine came along. Yeah. Yeah, I guess, I guess I kind of get the argument. Like, I didn't realize... Uh, Butler had an eight yard. Well, I mean, yard receiving yard as a sophomore. Philbin, well, Philbin, they really weren't a run heavy offense last year. I mean, Philbin actually has 55 more carries this year than he did last year. And he's almost tripled his yards per game. Yeah. I mean, if, if there's one thing that might be holding Philbin back, it might be the touchdowns. But even then, I mean, nine touchdowns is nothing to sneeze at or anything. That's. I wish my running back could get nine touchdowns. No. I'd be happy if the running back got three touchdowns. That's the second no, highest touchdowns by a running back in the league. Exactly. Yeah. And, and yeah I mean, he did double his. He did double his yards. I mean, looking looking at you know the season he had. I mean, the fewest rushing attempts he had in a game was against the Sooners at ten. Mm-hmm. You know. But I mean, against Texas. Yeah, but I mean, after that, you know, you have 19 against Oklahoma State, 23 against Nebraska and A&M, 27 against Iowa, 29 against Tennessee, 33 against Mizzou. 287 I mean, like, yards it, and three those, touchdowns. Yeah. Those were the like only two games you didn't go over 80 yards either. Yeah. That it, yeah, like, I mean, this is, I, I mean, Philbin was out here putting up, you know, dominant numbers in a league I think it's not wrong to say is very pass-centric. Mm-hmm. And, and I mean, yeah, I mean, again, you look at just looking at the season he had before. I mean, you know, by this point last season, you know, obviously we know West Virginia was 0 and 8, not going to play any more games. So he had 120 carries, 462 yards, and two TDs. Yes. Now, was West Virginia at least being guaranteed one more game? 988, nine TDs, 175 carries. Keep this in mind as well. One yard short of 300 receiving, and two touchdowns through the air as well. Pretty good numbers. Yeah, I do. Now that I think about, it, I do think it's probably it should should be between Philbin and Wilson because like and, went back and looked at Butler. Butler did have one 800 yard, you know, kind of like the first yeah. average. You know, season yeah. 12, he had a great year. You look at yeah. you know, look at Wilson. He hasn't hasn't broke, you know, four, he hasn't broke four touchdowns or 500 yards yet until this year. It, it, for me, honestly, the most impressive stat for Philbin, 175 carries, not a single fumble. Yeah. Has not has not cuffed cuffed that ball up once in 175 touches. When last season in 120, he had three. It seems like this year there's been a lot less r- r- running back fumbles. Like, there's been a lot of receivers. Yeah. Like, you know, you got receivers. I've seen a lot more quarterbacks, I would say, yeah. But, I mean, and I'm a, you know. 
by the time voting happens, Philbin could be the leading rusher in the league. He could, yeah. Yeah, uh, no, I'm not really. Yeah. No, not really. Well, no, 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 Salmon's. No. Uh, Salmon's. Yeah. Salmon's yeah. <laughs> just still there, yeah. Unless, if Oregon completely shuts it down and Philbin pops off a 300 yard, another 287 yard game, that's the only Which, way. I mean, who knows? Who knows? Yeah, you never know. It, I mean, it could happen. Yeah, and then um, I don't have the stats up, but um, I mean, the Oklahoma guys. What's your pitch for uh, Wilson? Like you said, he hasn't had over 500 yards in receiving for a single season yet. He hasn't had, you know, his best season was four touchdowns. I mean, he had literally he's done not much at Wisconsin. You know, the fact that he, you know, literally came in and was our number number one, you know, stats wise receiver, and fighting with yep. Luke Brooks and uh, Carlton Rhodes and Givens and Zaza. I mean, the fact that, you know, he's literally shined, you know, especially the last two weeks. I mean, the way, the way he, the way he freaking mosses everybody is ridiculous. Yep. And then yeah. the only thing was with Wilson to me is if you took his Wisconsin last season, and you gave him the amount of touches that he got at OU, it'd be almost the exact same. And Wisconsin was a running team last season. That's the only thing I could see hurting him. I don't think it should, but that's the only thing I could see voters hurting him on. I was kind of surprised not seeing Odie on there with like only two interceptions as a quarterback after yeah. having a pretty bad, you know, pretty mediocre year last year. Yeah. Yeah, and then but, you know, yeah, I, I just, it's, it's tough. It's, it's, I mean, yeah. I, I'm glad I don't have to to nominate these people. It's it's yeah, it's tough. And then yeah. to not leave, you know, the only other guy we haven't talked about right now, James Ware. I mean, to not leave him out of the conversation. I mean, like for example, what he's done this season. I mean, you know, last season obviously Alabama a lot more pass oriented than you know what they were are this season. But I mean, you know, in ten games last season, 122 carries, 375 yards, two TDs. You know, 32 receptions, no touchdowns. Uh, I mean, this season in eight games, 171 carries, 711 yards, five TDs, uh, you know, 34 receptions. Now, a lot less yardage, but I, I mean, still, I mean, just to kind of come in with that shift of, you know, play calling in Alabama and thrive. I mean, this season, uh, he was he had less than 18 carries twice, yeah. you know. He had four, you know, he had four carries last week against Auburn. Um, 16 the week prior against FSU, where in those 16 he still went for 94 yards. Uh, and then against Florida, you know, he had 18 carries for 63 yards. Outside of those three games, the fewest number of touches he had a game was 23. I think his like, touchdowns are just going to hurt him only having five. 100%. It, that I, th- I think that's going to be the big killer for him, which, which sucks because. Yeah, again, like, do, would other guys get my vote over him? Yeah. Um, but does that mean he shouldn't be talking about? It? Absolutely not. He's had and it's, he's had a great, you know, season. Kind of again, kind of stepping in for a situation where, I mean, again, last season you're talking about a time where, I mean, you know, he was averaging, you know, what, three yard, three touches a game, something like that. Yeah. Like I don't get game. that either. Is there in the book that we're in this season? Yeah, it's just whatever whatever settings they're running, they are 
they, they are just handing the ball off to him. I, I, I would say if there's two things that's gonna that's gonna hurt him, it's not just touchdowns. I think it's also probably gonna be the yards. Yeah. I mean, you know, you're ta- you're talking about all those carries, and you know, he only broke a hundred yards twice. You know, first time was against LSU, first game of the season, 27 carries, 139 yards. Second time was against uh, Kentucky, 30 carries, 112 yards. And, you know, he was two yards short of it against Miami, six yards short against, against FSU, but I do think that might hurt him a bit as well. Yeah, and then you look at Travelstead also uh, at OU. He played 11 games. He only had 12 tackles and one pass defense. Yeah. And then he comes to, you know, 10, and he's an All-American ballot. He's got a forced fumble. Two interceptions, six pass defenses, five tackles for loss. I mean, it's not the most impressive stats because of, you know, he's the only defensive player on the ballot. And he's in the secondary. But it's one to keep on the eye, too. I don't think he really – I mean, honestly, I think most of those tackles were probably special teams last season. Really? More than likely, yeah. Yeah, and and so, I mean, props to him. Yeah. I think he was our fourth. I think he was our fourth safety. Yeah, he was because Lot was in the mix too. Lot was three, and he played also, strong safety for had, the first four games for us. But he did have 43 tackles in six games at Bowling Green, so you know he had a pretty pretty good season at Bowling Green for yeah. six games. I mean, that's what seven seven tackles a game right now. He's sitting at. Nine tackles a game. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just about I mean, because, because I mean, outside of for Travis, outside of FSU and Florida, he has at least eight tackles every game. Yeah, and he has that big nineteen to open the yep. season. <laughs> so, yep. So you got You do got to play in effect that he did. He, you know, he did have a pretty. He, has he improved since last? Year? Fuck travels, dude. He has more <laughs> tackles in a game than I do. <laughs> <laughs> But he hasn't—he hasn't, he didn't really improve that far beyond his Bowling Green days, really. Maybe you should come to Tennessee, DT. Then I can improve your guy for you. I'm going pro. I'm out. <laughs> Are you signing? Tyrone is on? no more. Are you signing with your own agency? Yes, I'm signing on with Red Dirt Sports as soon as my final game ends. <laughs> so I'm going to negotiate myself the best contract possible. If the Packers draft me then I'm I'm not playing in the pro league I'll sit out a season and enter the draft again the next season okay Eli hey I'm not gonna wear that green and gold crap <laughs> it's not happening <laughs> well then we have the AD of the year which this is gonna be a hard one you've got Davis yep. over at Kentucky you got Murph at West Virginia you got DT over at OU, you got Grant at Florida State, Juby at Texas, and then Venmo at Michigan. Um, uh, for me personally, uh, yeah. again, obviously I'm going to be a homer and I'm going to more likely vote for Venom. But if you were to ask me, you know, realistically, let's say I don't have a dog in the fight, who am I picking? I'm picking Murph. Uh, again, just to take what he did last season to this season, you know, that's, that, that's just impressive to me, you know, and you no know, DT, no disrespect to you, you know, Venom, oh, no, I know, 
because Venom, I know you listen to these, no disrespect to you, but it's just for, for Murph to not only take an 0-8 team to 4-4, four and four, but to not seem disheartened, you know, upset with how things are going either season. Yeah. You know, that's just, that, that's props. That he, That's props. And that, and that right there is part of the reason I don't think I can ever AD. You know, like I, I respect the hell out of him for that. Oh, it, the roller coaster is half the fun, my man. The roller coaster is <laughs> half the fun. So obviously we all know who I voted for. Yeah. Um, Stress right. in the locker room sucks after a loss. Especially when you got like prima donna defensive ends on your team. But Dude, no. The Bowling Green first game where everybody thought that we were going to win the national title because <laughs> I didn't bother explaining to him. I just wanted him to play for us. That was the worst. <laughs> oh, yeah. That sounds I more your tra- fault. No, I mean, I, I recruited Travelstead and his four buddies at the time because it was like, hey, five three-stars or five walk-ons? Oh, we're getting those boys. They're coming. I, I, know how that, I know how that feels. And then those five thought we were going to be like national cut title contenders with three-stars, and then we go out and get shelled by like 60 by A&M. And I'm like, later on, I told, I told you guys. After Northern Illinois. <laughs> they're all ready to transfer uh, uh, it, didn't, it didn't help that I had to jump in the locker room at that game like hammer off my ass and basically tell the locker room hey guys let's 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 just go back tomorrow like we got a little too hyped up I mean I think you even texted me saying you're done and I'm like oh great because <laughs> like Vinny was getting hit by a tornado like Vinny was getting hit by a hurricane and I was at Dart League just bombed and everyone's deep, everyone's like emailing him, texting him, being like, "Dude, I want playing time. Why are you calling these screens? Why are you doing this?" And I'm like, yeah, "They were literally dinging me in the locker room during the game. Like, why do you keep calling screens?" I'm like, "Mother, shut up! I don't. Leave me alone." <laughs> I, I, I put in settings like to Mike, and then I just say, "Fuck it." It's like they thought I was like, I don't know. You were live calling the game. Yeah. Yeah, I just remember that. I'm like, "Oh, this is great." <clears throat> Jesus. I've watched so many people ask why we can't do that, and I'm like, you guys do not understand. That is not how this works. I mean, we went as far as we were gonna. We were gonna. We actually, I asked you, can we name a third captain? Because like Zaza really was the one like holding the team together that night. And I'm like, dude, like we need a third captain because Zaza deserves it. And then we finally got things under control, and we're like, okay, let's uh, let's not shake the bush here. And, you know, let's chill it out. Let's chill it out, guys. Yeah, I literally told him like, "Hey, dude, like, let's let's just slow down. Let's talk tomorrow." You know, basically, I passed out shortly after that. So, <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm gonna be. Uh, I told the guys in the locker room this story. I probably shouldn't tell this story. Oh, we love those kind of stories. I know. Oh, let's story. go. My whole pitch at Bowling Green was the fact that I was the fact that I almost beat Northern Illinois with nothing but walk-ons, Vinny Mixon. <laughs> It was the whole pitch for like three weeks to all these guys, and they were all like, oh, "Frank could tell you." I mean, they they all bought in because they're like, "Hey, you know, we get four or five stars in here, we can win." Well, come to find out later on, I didn't tell them till we all got to Oklahoma in the locker room. I, I didn't know how to sim then at all, and uh, <laughs> my settings were eighty five fifteen, and it was supposed to be run, but I couldn't figure out why that book wouldn't run come to find out i had it 85 15 towards pass and uh <laughs> so 
pretty much the whole legacy of the Northern Illinois game is is nothing but. Was you fucking off? That's yeah. <laughs> that's why you. That's why you guys believe me. We could beat A and M. Like literally, I yeah. thought we could beat A and M. I've got to go back and look at this. Oh my god, uh, I love that. I wish I could look back at that game because I went. I just you should. It's in YouTube. Well, I was looking on. I was hoping on the stat sheet. It was like what did we have. We had Vinny. And like three receivers, maybe. And two, a no, a middle linebacker on defense. Vinny and two, uh, two three-star wide receivers. That's all I had. Oh my game. god, that's awesome! I love that. It's funny what you like. What that team turned into, like it's just crazy. My whole pitch at Bowling Green for the first two weeks I was there was selling that game to everybody, knowing it was a sham. I believe you. <laughs> <laughs> it worked. Hey. Uh, first, like, like, hey, it makes sense to me. <laughs> the the, the three-star uh, army started as a lie. What the hell? <laughs> There, there you, you go. Yeah. CFSL history moment. There you guys have it. If you want to be the best AD at a Mac school, just have no idea what you're doing. Wow. I don't even think I don't I think Vinny's the only person from that game that's still in the game in the league. So it's Darius Davis and Kalija Harrison the fourth. You were all ghosts before I even Yeah. You were ghosts before I even got in the locker room, really. Pretty much when when I went there and I always give a pregame pep talk to the guys i ding them yeah it was me it was me and Vinny for that game that we're just talking in the locker room back and forth i gave a little speech it was just me and him and i was like oh my oh, god this is gonna suck you don't even hit tag everybody you just hit tag Vinny. <laughs> Vinny straight up told me he was gonna ghost until you showed up well he was like yeah i'm just gonna ghost i'm done Jeez. the crazy thing is so that game, Vinny had almost 400 yards. He had 397 yards passing, and those two receivers only had 71. So he literally yeah, threw, like, <laughs> he threw 328 yards passing to walk-ons. Yep. And we bought his line of bullshit. Hook line. DT said they're like, why is this uh, not running? Why are they not running? Well, it was very. Went air raid because I had two wide receivers and that's all I had. I was like, screw it. And I was like, well, hell, maybe air raid doesn't ever run at all. I'm just imagining DT now sitting there fucking dumbfounded, like, what kind of bullshit is this? <laughs> He's in the, like, did Mike just change my settings because he realized they were stupid or what? Technically, the <laughs> Texas A&M game, I didn't sim for that one at all because I was too busy recruiting all week, and every day I'd add a new player, so I couldn't sim because my roster was ever-changing. I was just like, screw it. We're just going to throw some numbers in this thing, see what happens. <laughs> Fucking throw it at a wall, see I what love you that. I still talk to Carlos and, and JCV every so often, and like, they hated you when you came in. It just started so... inhaling everybody. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, keep in mind, this is the number two ranked Oklahoma Sooners <laughs> strategy right here. I got time. I got a good one for you that goes along with that. So when I was at Iowa last season, we went up against obviously we went up against Pokey at Kentucky. And Oh god. After the LSU oh. loss. I was sitting there like, man, I need to figure something out. So called into work the next day, 
and I stayed up all night simming and stuff, and I just couldn't get it right. So I pulled out a bottle of bourbon, and I just started hammering it down. And I think by about 4 a.m., I texted Tadded settings to put in for the Kentucky game. Now, I never simmed and just <laughs> threw off the top of my head, and he put them in, and bada-bing, bada-boom. I am embarrassed to say that we lost that game now. That's terrible. Welcome to proof of my point. The winning, t- the best, the best settings wins the game. Fuck talent. When, oh. when we beat, when we almost beat Notre Dame that season, we lost by seven. And I found out that it was going to be another one of Wookie special rain games. Oh God! I just um, we we totally just were like fuck it. We're gonna run whatever settings and just hope for hope for it. I don't know what he did on defense. I know my offensive settings were just whatever. But a lot of the settings for Iowa that we won those games on were. I was drunk at like two or three in the morning turning him into. That's added. That's awesome. You heard it here first. You don't have to game plan to be an AD. Just, nope. Just get drunk and throw shit at the wall. That might, that might be my problem. I've been taking it more seriously this season. I've learned and I've really focused since then. Vote me AD of the year. <laughs> yeah. There you go. There's my pitch. <laughs> Damn, PT, you might have my vote now. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> Fuck everything I just said about Murph. You might have my vote now. It's all a sham. What was that the year you won fan of the year? You straight up said, don't vote for me. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. He said vote for yeah. Frank, and then me and Frank said, both lose. For me. No, he was, don't vote for me. I don't want to, because that's when Zaza and I were both on the on the ballot, too, with him. And yeah. like, don't vote for me. I, I, want, I don't want to vote against my guys. And then he won it. <laughs> Well, and it's like it's like last season, you know, me, Frank, and Rogie were talking all the time, and JCD was talking about it. Everybody, they, the only person I don't think I talked to was uh, Daniel. Me and Hex talked about it a couple times. We were all for sure certain that if it was me and if I didn't win it, it was going to be Frank. And neither of us did. Ne- and then neither of us won. That was an LSU stuff the box deal too. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's why Cyrox probably gonna win this year. Uh yep. I don't know. They, they're down Keep the boat. Sad to see that dude go. Yeah. All right. It's all over our average cornerback, you know. So now we go to the award that's nearest and dearest to me and Frank. Honestly, Norm. hang on. My AD vote would go to Grin, just so you guys know. Oh, okay. I'll, that's, that's a solid one. That's a solid one, too. Mine are either DT or Venom. Uh, it, and Grin isn't just because of the coaching aspect. It's because of the coaches that he's also bringing up through the ranks and bringing into the league as yeah. well. Yeah. I'm glad Davis finally got a nod to be on on there, too, man. Two years in a row with a new program getting us to the playoffs. That's huge, man. Yeah. I wish I would have yeah. won so that wouldn't have happened, but, you know. <laughs> I, I always next year, Logan. Always I blame your kick returner. Uh, yeah. 
played receiver, so he wouldn't have been tired. Yeah. <laughs> so we got fan of the year. Uh, we have, let's see here. So we have two next season 80s on the list, which by track record. One of them is going to win. By track record, yeah, they're going to win. So we've got Brandon beat it down B at Oklahoma State. Is going to be your Iowa AD next season. Uh, we have Pokey, who is at Kentucky, who will be your Clemson AD next season. We have Silent Ninja at Notre Dame. We also have Squiddy at Kentucky. We have State, the Auburn cornerback, who is my dark horse for this award, by the way. Absolutely. Three star army, man. Yeah. You have the king himself, Cyrock at LSU. And then we have our very own right here with us. The the two-time not fan of the year, Frank. Soon to be three-time. Soon to be three-time. You've got to keep the tradition going of not winning it. I'll win on time seven. No, Frank, don't be me and never win Broadcaster of the Year. Please win Fan of the Year at some point. So I'll start. I know who I want to win. It's me, obviously. I want to win. You know, I'm I'm not jealous. I want him to win, too, because I don't want him to pout for the next month. (laughs) (laughs) Mike Mike complaining. Bombs and chats. (laughs) I think. I think Cyrax going to win. I just I just have a feeling, you know, his whole being the king, you know, like I think it went over well. Man really brought a WWE gimmick into the CFSL. <laughs> yes, the he I did. Win, the guy I want to win is State from Auburn. I I think it's amazing what he's done, yeah. like just being like so positive and being there all the time. I mean, don't want to kick a, you know, a down horse, but you know, Auburn had a pretty rough year and they had a lot of uh you know, issues. But I think the fact that he's been in there in the team, you know, for the most part, besides, you know, Allen, you don't hear from them, which is. I do want to throw this tidbit out. State joined in week three. Yep. Wow. And he and he was and he was and he was also dogging everybody in league chat that picked Tennessee over Auburn before that game. He was. He definitely did. He was. But he was a very gracious winner also. Like he's mm-hmm. the perfect he's the perfect three star that any team would love to have. Whether you know Absolutely. or not, he's there. He's our Leon. He's on his own team. Exactly. Like he's And he and he and he's that guy that if he does choose to upgrade, or like or like he's the type of guy that like if you win an upgrade, you know, but you don't need it for any reason, he's the motherfucker you give that to every time. Yes. Oh no doubt. No doubt. If he was on my team, he would be a recruiting coach. That's solid. I I that I don't hate that idea. Mm-hmm. Like he's that guy. If he if he even becomes a four star, like every team is going to be, like, calling him. Like, hey, come to us. We want your we want a player like you in our locker room. Oh, if he hit the transfer portal, I'm taking him. I'm hitting him up too. I'm not lying. But he also should be someone that would not transfer. Like, no, I don't think he would. Yeah, yep. he seems like he's happy. He's happy in Auburn, man. He really is. And I'm glad with Pat coming back that Allen and Pat have a guy like that. Yeah, I think that's gonna be big for him. But, I, 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 like honestly, you know, Pokey Frank, no disrespect to you guys, State might like look. You know, I'm a dark horse. I think 
I think because knowing the people that you know would fill out these ballots are the ones that are in league chat every single day, multiple hours of the day. You know, I think I think State stands a damn good chance at winning. Yes. Like I'll be I'll be the first one to say I'm honestly surprised I got nominated this year because I'm still active, but nowhere near the way I was the last two seasons. Yeah. Like, like literally, like, and that's the thing is like, you know, obviously I know the guys that are in there all the time, but to me, that's what stood out was like the fact that, you know, I literally took, you know, two to three weeks off and I still, you know, know that name and I, I, he, he stands out to me, you know, to me, that's mm-hmm. a big deal. The fact that, you know, I'm only in there a couple of times, a couple of times a week now, just because, you know, yeah, just things came up and, you know, so I, I, when I couldn't, I, <laughs> I, I kind of almost, kind of almost didn't want to get nominated because I didn't know if I could handle losing again. <laughs> um, now, granted, this year wouldn't be as big of a deal because, like you said, you know, I, I didn't expect it. And hey, maybe I'll be the surprise winner. You never know. But you know, I, like I said, I, I bought in last year hardcore, and <laughs> DT can even tell you, I was crushed, like literally. So now, you know, hey, it is what it is. I'm, I'm happy to be nominated again, but I don't expect to win this year, kind of like I did last year. Like, I literally expected to win. I think but. you have to be a top three in everybody's book. That's just how it has to be. I might be the same. You're definitely up there on my book, Frank. You're up I think. <laughs> I think Zaza has a better chance at three touchdowns in a game. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's pretty fair. So you're saying I'm fucked. <laughs> I think Kentucky, I think Pokey and Squiddy are both kind of out of there because the vote is going to split there. And I think Squiddy has a little bit better chance of getting outside votes than you do Pokey just because oh, yeah. everybody knows I think, him. I think Pokey no doubt. The Oregon, the Oregon uh, alums. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, I, I think I think Cyrock will get a good amount of the LSU vote, obviously. I really don't see anybody outside of LSU voting for him, though. Because because it, it's it's a thing where, I mean, again, the man basically brought a WWE gimmick to the CFSL, and it's like if you're in chat every day and you know you're talking to him, great guy. Obviously, we've had him on the podcast before; he's awesome. But yeah. if you're if you're someone who's like you know not coming in every day and just seeing this guy calling himself the king, and you know, and then especially if you go look at his stats and you're like, oh. Nah, man, I'm gonna I'm gonna need you to stop hyping yourself up that much. You're man, really he not. plays for DBU, man. That's what they do. Yeah. If exactly. you're DBU, that's what I'm saying. If you're not one of the guys that's in league chat all the time that loves the gimmicks that we all have built up, exactly. You're not gonna vote for him. You're you're not voting Cyrock, 100. percent Yeah. I will say though, I I was kind of disappointed to see an LSU guy in there because that is one of the locker rooms coaching staffs I'm tight with, and it's like even last year's like son of a bitch. Like that was like one, you know, one team that I thought I could pull votes from, and obviously they're not going to vote against their own quarterback. Just like last year, they you know they stuffed the ballot for for their uh, you know current interim AD. Like it is what it is. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously, you know I got other teams that are I'm friendly with that hopefully will vote for me. But you know it's hard to say. You know is it a is it a who deserves it more or who knows the most people more it's definitely and, a who knows the most people more and, and then, and then yeah. I will say in defense of all of them I mean God, especially guys like Cyrock and you know Silent Ninja I mean Silent Ninja will probably more so get it just due to always showing up in you know Twitch chat and the YouTube games and all that now 
Obviously, the season goes on. Part of that was probably just to make sure that he could get those clips for the top 10 plays. But, you know, it wasn't like he was just a silent, you know, lurker in chat, always talking, yeah. always always joking around, stuff like that. Yeah. Though I do see him. I did see him. You know, I think he has created some uh, some enemies also. Like, I know he – I know he. I think, like, definitely, like, against Florida State. I think he yeah, – Well, I think that's just – I think it's just being on Notre Dame. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that is the case, too. So, then we move over to our Defensive Player of the Year. I think we know who Frank and DT are going to vote for. So, we'll start out with him. You got the cornerback from OU, DJ Blackman. Then you have the cornerback from Washington that we talked about earlier, DJ Brooks. You have Brock Hoskins at Oregon. You have Iman Porter at Washington. And then you have the duo back again. Isaac Frost and Kyoko Winter from Florida State. I think the only thing that's going to hurt those two is they'll split votes, man. Yeah. So, I mean, honestly, it, and this is no nothing against my boy DJ. Iman Porter. I voted for Porter because I I love DJ. Well, you couldn't have voted because these awards don't vote don't happen until next week. Oh, I haven't done that yet. All right. Well, <laughs> I love nope. my boy DJ, but I think it's going to be a three horse race, and. I just, I, I, I think personally, I think Porter is like. It just seems like every game he does something, like ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, he is the, and for doing it with like the line he's on, is insane. Just like you know, it's just like it's insane that you know Frost and Winter are like both in the same team with mm-hmm. those kind of numbers. But, right. You know, for Porter to do that to stand out, on that like talented, of an of a defense like as a whole. Yeah. Like. I think Florida State is an amazing defense too, but I think, you know, I mean five five elite corners, plus two elite safeties, plus what your whole D line's elite or five stars or you know it's like they're they're literally like on paper the best defense this league may have ever seen, and he yeah. stands out is by far the king of that team. I mean outside of maybe Fiegel, but like like he is the king of that team, and it's it's just crazy how dominant he is with the talent he has around him that you know like you know, look at us you know i get overshadowed by my other defensive end all the time you know or my own middle linebacker or you know dj blackman it's like whereas he's actually like showing up every week as the best player on the field even though he's you know flanked by you know studs yeah everywhere i mean can i say something that is controversial and will probably get an entire team mad at me real quick. Go ahead. In my personal opinion, Brock Hoskins shouldn't even be nominated. Ooh. Wow. And, and, here's, and here's why. And here's why. He is only nominated for the fumbles. 74 tackles this season. That's all. Keep in mind, 112 last year, 86 the year before. 22 tackles for y'all for loss. I know. That sounds great. 22 tackles for loss is a great stat. But when you look at it compared to how that's been so far this season, it's not the highest on the list, you know? Yeah. Uh, that's not even the highest he's had in a season. He had 23 uh, his second or third year at Iowa. Yes, he did. Uh, I mean, I, I mean, you know, he's ranking one, two, three, four, five. He's ranking about six. Now, he's the highest non-defensive lineman. I will give him credit for that on tackles for loss. I'll give him that. Uh, but, I mean, six sacks. You know, I mean, that's not 
That's not by any means a massive number, especially with guys like Frost and Porter on the nominations. You know, really the only thing he's done this season is lead the CFSL in forced fumbles, and he only leads that by one over Porter. He He's had, in my opinion, for especially a guy who is supposed to be, and last season was one of the most dominant linebackers in the CFSL, I mean, just to name a couple linebackers with more tackles than him this season. Um, Joker winner. Well, Griff Idol. Martin. Griff Martin, yeah, Griff Martin from Iowa. I mean, is he tied for <clears> fifth? <throat> He's tied for tenth at tackles at a linebacker. Yeah, like, <clears throat> and I mean, again, tackles for loss. Yeah, he's stakes in the CFSL, highest of linebackers, but when you compare it to the other guys nominated, 22 is not a lot. It, I, I think, personally, Hoskins got nominated on name. I, I, I don't think he had a season that was worth nominating. Well, I think part of it is that he's a linebacker that you look at the, his stats and you look at some of the D-line that's nominated for All-American, he has the same stat line as some of the defensive linemen. And, and, that, and that's fair. But, and, but when you're looking at All-American, that, that's different than player yeah. of the year. Are, are, you telling me, are you telling me Brock Hoskins is the, is, has been a better defensive player this season than Frost, than Porter, than the other linebacker nominated Winter? No, absolutely not. I mean, and I would say Blackman and Brooks have had better seasons than him uh, comparatively when you look at where their season ranks them on what you would expect for their position. I agree. Again, he didn't have a bad season, but did he have a season that I think deserves for him being nominated for Deems the Player of the Year? No, he didn't. I don't know. They're putting someone like J.J. Smith above him who's only two two forced fumbles but also has three more passes defense and – you know, like the same amount of interceptions. I mean, that's. I think that's the big thing they forget too is that these linebackers aren't just aren't just linebackers. They think like even. Yeah. You know, like I mean, if if, if Hall could actually catch the ball when he was thrown to him, he'd probably have like yep, six Frank. interceptions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Frank is sitting next game. I mean, I, I mean, I mean, Tyra Hall's coming in with you know as many pass defense as Travelstead. You know. Yeah. Like, yeah. I think they forget that you know, but the. You know the coverage abilities of you know, mm-hmm. some of these linebackers. Like if you're t- like if you were to ask me, hey, who's a linebacker that you need to stop the run? Hoskins is probably right there behind Winner. You know, but overall, I I just don't think this season was a defensive player of the year nomination season for Hoskins. And that's the deal I feel like too. Wide had a better year, but that's also had a better year. Hoskins is rushing the passer more than winner is winner is staying back in coverage and that's where winner gets all those tackles is once the guy beats the line winners right yep. there in your face and that's fair whereas brock is tackling them at the line in the, in the line Dale's, at the backfield Rocky Dale's got three more sacks two three less tackles are lost and eight more tackles i mean yeah but he also doesn't have an interception and only one forced fumble Right. I mean, I. Which five force fumbles is a pretty. I think based off stats, it's, you know, almost. It's tough. I think it's a Frost and Porter call there. And I think Frost will get it because of the name over Porter, but I think you can go out on a limb. I'm going to say if a cornerback wins, it's going to be DJ. Brooks or Blackman? DJ. Yes. 
Yes. Boo. Be DJ. Boo. <laughs> God damn, Fred. I mean, I mean, I mean, hey, that's a solid guess. <laughs> Thanks, man. I, I don't think you can go wrong with it. No. All I got. I mean, I guarantee DJ finishes top what four? How many? How many nominations are there? <laughs> so now we have the big one because even though defensive player of the year is a big one there's only one that's the big one that's the offensive player of the year and team spirit was the big one no no you're wait you're telling me it's not broadcasted here no and i Shit. mean the only way that you could get bigger than the offensive player of the year then is if you're a quarterback and you win defensive player of the year like the yep. other quarterback like Iowa's old quarterback, Lyle Fletcher. <laughs> Rest that man's soul. He's probably getting lit up in the Pro League right now. But I mean, we have Bobby. I mean, King could win, uh, could win Defensive Player of the Year for, for Blackman. I mean. Yeah, that's true. But, you know, we've got Bobby Barrett, the wide receiver at Michigan. We've got DT's favorite guy on the list, Jim Carr, the quarterback for FSU. Ain't got no problem there. We got Taylor Copley, the halfback at Kentucky. I don't even know him. <laughs> we got Ver- Vernon Mills, the wide receiver at FSU. I, I've heard that name before. <laughs> we got Philbin, the halfback at West Virginia. And yeah, we got St- we got Sammons, the halfback at Clemson. So, DT, who are you going to vote for? <laughs> Car. Shocker. That is the Sammons hottest is take I've had. Car or Sammons is a close second. Sammons, man. Yeah. We've never seen a running back like that in this league, man. I, I, like, I, I know quarterback mean, you know, just about everything to teams, but I, in my opinion, Dwayne Sammons was more instrumental to the success of Clemson than Jim Carr was to Florida State. I'll say it. No so, doubt. I'll, I'll, I'll I'll say I will go on record and say that I'll get flamed. I I don't care. I will put I will put my money on that. You take Jim Going Carr and put another. <laughs> yeah, you you take Jim. You take another quarterback. <laughs> put him on Florida State. I think Florida State probably does. Maybe uh, obviously probably a little bit worse, but I don't think you know they're dropping to below five hundred at the very least. Well, but we I did think, see that I last think... season. But they so we did. saw that last year with Lacey. Yeah, but I just. Something about Sammons, man. Like that's just that that's such a dominant performance. That it is. That that guy's had over 145 yards in three straight games now to end the year. That's unreal. Yeah. If Carr doesn't go to Florida State, they're a totally different team. I won't argue that. I yeah. won't argue that. And you know this is not I know there's a, a proven track record here, but this is not gonna be any car blame on my part i think he's done absolutely amazing this season and i've said that multiple times on this podcast but i do think you've got to give it to salmons he doesn't have the touchdowns that we'd like for him to have this season he gets vultured quite a bit but when you're a halfback in this league and your last three seasons you've put up over a thousand and you put 1200 up this season and you're getting 151 yards a game with no fumbles Yep. Yeah, that that man that man's got to get it. And, and again, you know, Frank, to go back to something you said earlier in the pod, you know, this is a different type of defense than was was being played a couple seasons ago. You know, this is this is very much more 
powerful defense. You know, if you got to load up on one side, you're loading up on defense. And the fact that Samuels is still going out there and basically just handing, you know, a lot of these top defenses their ass on a platter and saying, you can't stop me. Like, yep. it's what, what he's doing is saying. And he still has an extra year. He's yep. still only a junior. You know, God, I'm gonna try everything to keep that boy in Clemson. We have put, we have talked so much about how good Michigan, FSU, <laughs> and Kentucky's defenses are. He is still. He put up 214 against Michigan, 125 yep. against Florida State, and 148 against Kentucky. A lot of it's that book, though. It's the, the same book we used to ran at Bull. It's the same book we ran at Bowling Green when we had Zaza and Mixon. Yeah. We did not. Only, it doesn't pass. The only team that has stopped him was Bama. Yes. If you take the Bama game out of this season, his lowest amount of rushing yards per game is 125. I would like to point out, too, that when he played us, he was only had a long of 17. Which yeah. is impressive. I mean, that, that, if, that would, if there were two things that I think hurt him. <laughs> and the travel. It's the touchdowns, and it's the fact that he's not known for breaking those long runs. He's had them, though. He's had 49. He's, he's, 78 against us. 50 against Miami. 33 against yep. FSU. He had two 20-pluses I mean, hey, against you. Yeah, I was just about to say, yeah, he had two against us. But then, you know, you take those four games away, his longest run of the season is you know, 18 yards. Yeah. And that's against A&M. But, but again, to, to me, to, to me, Sammons is literally the backbone of this team. Yeah. I, and I, I think my vote's going to Sammons. Now, as two, as two, you know, I have two form or two ADs here in the future ones. If you're playing Sammons, do you sell out to stop the run and hopefully they don't pass? I just don't see a lot of these teams like basically straight up selling out to stop them either. That's what I did. <laughs> Jackson Kane, though, man. I mean, he's still got a great wide receiver there. So, like, so the so the defense isn't completely keying on him. And if you run the ball no. 875 times a game, you're gonna get your yardage. You know, where it's like everybody's keying to stop Carr. You know, you're not going to stop Younger. They're going to stop Carr. Like, that's 100% of your game plan is to stop Carr. My game plan, I mean, any game, if you want to beat me and you want to run it on us all the way down the field, every drive, have at it. I'll let you have it. I think that might have helped, Sam, is, like, you know, the fact that, you know, these teams are willing to give up the five yards, the, you know, get you into the red zone and then all of a sudden oh, well you can't punch it in as we've seen he's only got five touchdowns i mean yep i i i will say this award it's 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 almost it's basically you know it, it's like you know the real life equivalent of an mvp you know it's in my opinion this award is always going to be the quarterbacks to lose yep but if there's ever a case that i think that they do lose I think you might be looking at it here. Like I said, my vote will go to Sammons, but if Carr walks away with it, even in a landslide, I wouldn't be shocked. No, and I wouldn't be mad about it either. No, I 100% would be. 
to me, it's crazy that there's only one, like, in a very quarterback-heavy, very quarterback, like, yeah. you know, wins player of the week, like, you know, at least 50% of the time, there's only one quarterback on this list. And if you look at rating, I mean, he's, what, 14, 14 above the next closest quarterback and 21 above the second-place guy? I mean, it's I mean, that's pretty impressive, yeah. the fact that this league is so, you know, so quarterback-heavy. Yeah, but I, I, I get – Again, to me, it goes back to the fact, you know, you take Sammons off Clemson, you take Philbin off West Virginia, hell, you take Barrett off Michigan, you know, those teams don't succeed as well as they do. And again, I'm not saying you take Jim Carr off of Florida State, Florida State's going to be the exact same team. We all know that's not the case. You know, but it's just that those, yeah, but it's just like, to me, guys like Sammons and Philbin, they played such that key role, you know, that, that key role for them. That's why. Again, Sammons will get my vote, but I understand. Quarterback touches the ball every play, you know. Quarterbacks, a, a, a bad game from your quarterback, regardless how much you run or throw that ball, will, will have you lose that game nine times out of ten. I get that. Yes, so. you got Sammons. Exactly. So, so <laughs> again, like I said, if Carr wins in a landslide and fucking me and Pokey are the only people to vote for Sammons, I, I completely understand. I'm voting. Now, all right, cool. The, we got three. He might not like me for this, but the one knock on Carr is the fact that he did leave a team who had a pretty mm-hmm. good offense after he left. Same thing with you know Mills. Yeah. You know, it's not like we completely cratered without him. I mean, no, yeah. I can. As explosive, but but he also took it up another level this year when he left. And you know, I he is not the. I would I I don't think it's wrong to say he is not the most well liked in league <laughs> chat and I as much as I don't want people's personal opinions of people to come into effect when it's talking about things like offensive player of the year obviously you can't control that so I'm sure he probably might have lost a couple votes there does he care you DM, probably not No you DM him and he'll be the first one to tell you that's going to be the case Yeah, yeah. And you know, if he if he if he knows that and owns it, fucking more power to him. I respect that. I mean, he apologized to me last year because he he felt like I lost fan of the year because no one liked him. Like that's he like he really you know like after it happened, he's like, dude, I'm sorry, it's my fault. I'm like, no, it's not. It, it just is what it is. It's LSU respect. stuff in the box. Respect. You know, it's like hey, you know, that's why him and I we still get along. We'll DM each other. And, yeah. You know, we want to play each other because it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be a battle, and it's gonna be, you know. Just like you and me, Hatchel, we're going to have fun talking, you know, shit the whole game. But when the game's over, you know, it's all respect. It's like, hey, you know, win or lose, we all, we both, you know, just look at, I mean, just look at the games when, uh, you know, when we play them. You know, yep. Car's, car's the first person to cheer us on outside of our team. You know, Maddie's, his daughter's the same way. You know, it's like we got, yeah, they left us. But, you know, they're still the first people to, to say, hey, good job, guys. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I guess what he, I mean. I personally think he gets a bad rap. I mean, I've been in the locker room with him. Great, great teammate. You know, he just gets a little uh, excited. Yeah, invested, a little too invested in winning, and that's what he's here for. He just wants to win. He yep. Yeah, I think I think totally different guy. Out. Yeah, like absolutely. Yeah. The title, and he he threw seventeen hundred yards. I think he'd be happy he got the title. Yeah, yeah. can't fault that. So, now we move on to the All-Americans. This is going to take up a little bit of time, so we'll kind of run through it a little bit faster. Yeah. 
So at quarterback, we've got Carr, Savage, Lacey, Mixon, Potter, Coco, Milakovic, and Odie. I mean, I think it's got to go to Carr if you're talking about just pure quarterbacks. Yeah, I got Carr. I mean, Offensive Player of the Year nomination, the only one. You know, kind of like the same thing as Brooks. Like, yeah. 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 Um, so at running back. Yeah. Huh? Nothing. No, it's good. Yeah, I was going to say, can't argue that. Yeah. So at running back, we've got Sammons, Philbin, Fountain, Copley, Ware, Zaza, Riggs, and Younger. Is that two I mean, or one? That's, that's two. two. Yeah. I mean, my, my top two are Sammons and Philbin, but I think someone that deserves a little bit more respect than I think they are going to get is going to be Axel Riggs. I've called plenty of Mizzou games. Um, just an absolute beast. Um, yeah. Something that isn't listed on at least the running back sheet was also has at least one kick six as far as I'm con- as far as I'm aware. Um, probably deserves a little bit more credit than than he's getting. Yeah, I think I vote I put on Salmons and Riggs as mine. Yeah, I think Riggs was like the overall leader in, in yards for a little while. I don't know if he still mm-hmm. is. Uh, no, Salmons is. Or, oh, oh, I mean, over, yeah, yeah all off. purpose. Um, I'm not sure. is definitely in there, too. Yeah. I went Salmon's Copley. That's who I went. Yeah. Well, you're biased, but I went Salmon's I know, but still. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Riggs, 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 Riggs is leading bad. by less than 30. Or right yeah, at 30. So, like, that's, that's so for, me, for me, I think my vote would probably go Salmon's Riggs. Yeah, that's what I did. And Riggs actually leads the league in in touchdowns too. Yeah. Yep. Well, tied with uh, Venmo. Yeah. So then we have wide receiver, which you're gonna pick four. We have August Alexander, Burnham Mills, Reichel, Butler, Bunny Hopper, Kelso, Barrett, Nickelberry, Myers, Wilson, Bozzy Brown, Mitchell, Ike, Clementine. Cornwall and Camden. I mean, to go back to what I said right before the pot started, um, in my opinion, there's only one wrong answer. Oh, maybe God. two. Maybe maybe two. <laughs> um, the one wrong answer is August Alexander. Like, 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 don't get me wrong. Thousand yards receiving, that's great. Like, congrats to him. But I don't see how for a receiver. When your whole job is catch ball in end zone, and you have more drops than you have touchdowns, yeah. I don't see how that's an all-American season. You know, I and my only and my only other criticism to somebody else would be Reichel, uh, you know, coming in nominated 905 yards, great, two touchdowns. Yeah, I think the one thing people I... like to sleep on. Is Quincy Myers with sixty? Was it sixty-five pancakes? Sixty-three. Sixty-three. That's yeah. ridiculous. That's fake. That's fake. No, it's not fake. I've done his box scores. He's got like twenty. 20 oh no, I was saying that. I was saying that's big. That's oh, big. Like, that's not big. fake. Yeah. Fake. <laughs> no, God, God, no! I've seen some of them Texas games. Myers laying people out. But he's only got five I mean, touchdowns. I mean, he probably should be t- on the tight end. Uh... On the tight end, uh, I think that's a little bit more fair. Yeah. <laughs> Am I the only one that voted Clementine? No, I did. 
I think Clementine will probably catch one of my votes. Obviously, I'm going to vote Barrett. Um, God, I fucking love Bobby Barrett. But, I mean, I'll, Clement, Clementine probably has my vote for coming in late and just absolutely lighting a fucking fire under West Virginia. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I, I, voted for? I know I voted for Mills and, Cle- and uh, Barrett. I think that's all I remember. Yeah, I, I know I voted for Mills, Barrett. I did Mills, Clementine. Barrett, Mitchell, and Clementine. I don't remember who my fourth was. I know it was I have the fewest yeah, receptions, yeah. third most and touchdowns, the highest I'll, I'll look at the, aver- average yards. Average yards, I didn't see that. That's you know that's fair. And that, one drop coming in. One drop. I, I, I didn't notice the basically just under twenty four average. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. But if you got the ball as much as other guys, would you still only have one drop? But that's not how that's just not how my offense runs though. Right. So what's the drop? I mean, to me, drop percentage should be taken into effect. Just I'm not knocking you with your, you know, six, but yeah, you know, say say you caught 28 balls and had one drop, and a guy hit catches what 56 balls and has two drops. Yeah. Well, well, let's look at. So I have 33. So we'll double mine exactly. 66. So you've got that. Have that. You've got Alexander at eight. You double mine. I'm at two drops. If you double my receptions, I'm also at 1,500 yards. Right. So, and I'm at 20 touchdowns. I'm at, you know, Levi Timms. <laughs> so, you know, and what was Tim's actual best season? Well, it's just. Oh, God, you're not selling yourself for 30 oh, I'm, minutes. Tied in. I am selling myself. <laughs> I, I get this one opportunity. So Tim's did fourteen hundred yards with twenty one touchdowns at fifty six receptions. So I'm just barely doing worse than Tim's. Just imagine if you wouldn't have been kick returning the last game, how many stats you would have had. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> imagine if I didn't play Kentucky. Man, really got baited. <laughs> imagine if I didn't play Kentucky. <laughs> yeah. So then tight end, we've got Steve Seuss, Matt Scally, Pilkington Jr., Brayden Allen, and Jason Jacks. For me, it's Deuce, and it's not close. Yeah. Or cease. It's pronounced, it's pronounced cease, um, but it's cease. It, it's cease. It's cease, and it's not close to me. Like, I voted Scally. If you take away his huge game, what does his stats look like? I mean, to me, I, I get that argument, but also the fact he's able to have that huge game as a tight end is even more so, in my opinion, why he kind of deserves it. Yeah. Um, I think I think Pilkington Jr. might be a dark horse. I mean, you know, zero five pancakes. I mean, zero touchdowns, but for A&M offense, five pancakes, you know, averaging 14 yards, you know, per reception, by far the highest of the tight ends. You know, I, I could see why people would get, would give him some shots, some votes. I think what Scally did with that, with that talent around him. That's true. Think, that is you true. Two, you have two All-American, two All-American, you know, nomination receivers, nominated receivers. Plus you have, uh, was it Lacey? No, Lacey was on that team. But you have, you know, Legends, Legends, a good, you know, solid receiver. Archer Ike's no slouch, even though he's like the fourth guy. Yep. I mean, the fact that he had 500 yards and 46 receptions. I mean, he he only had four less receptions than Mills, and and five less receptions than Ike. Like that's that's pretty impressive on that team. You know, to be that that good on a team that has two like monster receivers. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's very true. That's very true. 
I did vote for Cease though because I. Yeah, I think I voted for Cease. So, yeah, I went Cease too. So then we got the D line. So we've got Porter, Frost, Wilson, Britt, Davis, Norris, Gombas, McAdoo, 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 Forrester, Paul. Uh, is you pick three on the line, right? Yep, up three. So I think I went Porter, Frost, Frost and Porter. Davis. That that right. that would be that, that would be my three, but I'll say it's that last pick is probably just because I am a homer. Um, I think Alexander Wilson deserves a giant shout out. Thirty-one tackles for loss with forty-six tackles total. You want to talk about a menace in the backfield? Yeah. I went Wilson for my third. I don't think you can go wrong with it. Like, no. You know, can't I, live it down if, if Worm actually makes All American and I haven't yet. Yep. I, I would I would say if you're I would say obviously I think it's fair to say obvious two are Porter and Frost, but I think if you go Wilson, Britt, Davis, uh maybe even Gombas. I mean forty tackles, twenty one for loss, eight sacks, you know three forced fumbles. I, I think if you were to choose either of those four as your four as your number three, you know I I don't see any I don't see any issue with any of those three or any of those four kind of being that third one in. No, I think it'll come down to Davis or Britt. I really do. I think so too. I, I think Wilson isn't going to get the credit they deserve. I, I really don't, which is a little upsetting. Um, like I said, I if I, I if I wasn't being a homer for Davis, I would pick Wilson over him. I think Britt will get just because of Bama. Bama. Yeah. Mm. So then we got linebackers. We have Winner, Dale, Wimberly, Martin, Hoskins, Flowerday. Smith, Martell, Wyatt, Schmidt, and we have Hall. I was wondering, did you purposely skip over? Oh, okay. I purposely skipped over. Okay, double check. Uh, um, I, how many is it linebackers? I mean, is it two? It's it's four. 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 Oh, Jesus Christ. But, but again, like, I, I, I don't want to sound rude, but four. I mean, again... I don't think I think Hoskins will get it, even though in my opinion Hoskins doesn't deserve it. Smoke deserves it more than Hoskins does. I believe I'll agree with that. I put I I, I will st- I will stand with you on with you on that. I think I put Winter Hall, Hoskins, and Smoke. You're saying Hoskins gets it over Dale? Yeah. Well, I guess I no. You know what? I guess I could I could see that outside of just regular tackles, Hoskins beats Dale in every other stat. I could see that actually. That's a fair. That's a fair pick then. Yeah, in I, that case, that's fair. I think out of pure linebackers, Hoskins has to get it. I, I again, a player that's not probably going to get any picks that probably should. Griff Martin from Iowa. Yeah. Eighty-four tackles, more than Hall, more than Dale, ten more than Hoskins. Second, second most out of nominations, only behind Winner. Like it just straight tackles. Martin is not responsible no. for a single turnover. Exactly. No, and that's what I was gonna say. That's what's gonna hurt him. Like, not even a sack registered. Like eighty-four tackles, great. Four tackles for loss, awesome. Two pass deflections, you know, for a linebacker, that's fine. Yeah. But I mean, not even just you know, no fumble, no interception, not even a sack listed. Like that's it's that's not hurt. doing you any favors. Yeah. I know. I know. I went. I need to look at my past stats. Yep. <laughs> I, I think for me, for, I haven't made my picks, but I think I'm going to go Winter Hall, Wyatt, and I think I'm going J.J. Smith. I can see it. I went Winter. I picked, 
I went Winter, Dale, Wyatt, and um, Hall. I went Winter. Yeah. I remember Winter, JJ. I voted for myself. <laughs> boy. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. If you watch our games, whatever. Your past no, deflections were important. Past deflections. You're not throwing oh, it over oh, the middle on us. No, God, no. No, we're not the same team. We're definitely. They may not resonate as much as tackles, but the coverage will line me up at corner if you wanted to on a team on any team in the league. Let's yeah. put it that way. Yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. I remember games were sitting there like I can't remember which game it was, but I'm literally like, yeah, the only reason we're in this game is because Hall literally was like doing everything. I think it was the game he got nominated for like Player of the Week. So I sat there and watched. It's like, yeah, like he's the only thing we got right now, which is crazy with the team we got. So besides, it's yeah. last season, so he needs to go out on top. Exactly, he deserves it. Exactly. Look out. So then we got cornerbacks. We've got DJ Brooks, Colby Wiersma, DJ Blackman, Harlan Cash, Riley Fiegel, Nick Hopper. Madison Nicole, Simi Desuma. Did I say that right? Uh, Desumu. Desumu, thank you. Jammer Moore, Trayvon Jackson, and Alex Adams. I know who Hatchell voted for, at least, you know. Well, yeah, it's a it's a threefer. I, I mean, I mean, obviously, I mean the fact that we have two guys, I love that. But I again, that, it's one of the situations where, obviously, I'm being a homer, but. In my opinion, really, you can't go wrong. Yeah, I, I, I think why we why we picked four linebackers and only three linemen, and what three three corners? Three corners, I guess, because we're doing three safeties as well. Yeah, it's like to me, there's more corners on the field than linebackers at mo- most of the time. Well, you have left, mm-hmm. middle, right, right. So you're picking most, a starter. Most teams are most teams are covering four corners most of the time. Yeah. I believe okay. I picked Brooks, Blackman, and... I went Brooks, Blackman, and Cash. I think I went Simi. That's my third. I went the two DJs and Eagle. I think my third pick was Maddie, just uh, as a homer pick for me. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I mean, mine's obviously Simi, Alex, and then my third one's going to DJ Blackman. Like, I mean, well, how for you God's sake, Brooks. I... I, I, dude, I call. I mean, I, saying, I called the game where Blackman had those pick sixes. Like I was on. Like I like. If I like honestly, if I'm not on the call for that game, it's probably different. But being, but like calling that when that's happening, like that that was just something insane. Like I I couldn't believe what I was watching. Yeah, I I think Blackman has to get it for sure. That's my only hundred percent on that list is Blackman. Yeah. So then we go over to safeties. We've got. Gavin Beater, Beavers, Joey Cash, Colt Wetzel, Xander Travelstead, Daniel Henserling, Gavin McFadden, Martrell White, Otto Podolsky, Matt Carpenter, Xavion May, and Elijah Mosley. I don't even remember. I know I voted Travelstead. No. Yeah, I know I voted Travelstead too. Yeah. Travelstead 100% deserves it. Yeah, he really does. I think I voted Cass and Beavers also. 
I, I did those two. I, I can't stand Cass because he's kicked our ass for the last two years. <laughs> that's, a sign of, that's a sign of respect. Can't stand the guy. <laughs> it's like, mm-hmm. I think he had, what, two pick sixes against us or something like that? Or was that uh, game? fuck off. <laughs> he had a fumble recovery two, last year, too, against us that he ran back. If I remember right, I don't like him. Isn't he a senior? I think so. Yes. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, I believe so. I mean, Yes. For me, for me, it's also Beavers and Cass, and it's gonna sound like a very odd reason, but they are the only two guys on this list with a TD as well. And in my opinion, doing something like that from the safety position is a little bit more difficult because a lot of the time those corners will just happen to you know catch that pick six on a screen when there's nobody around. Safety, you do that nine times out of ten, you know they're having to run through some bodies. That's always gonna be impressive to me. Yeah, I agree. You're saying this is Cash should thank Vinny for uh, All American if he gets it. Yes. Oh God. <laughs> what a dick. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. So then we have kicker, which is kind of a sore subject for me, also. For Matt. Same. You, Same. You really? got Cal- I, I deserved it last year. I stand by that statement. <laughs> you got Callie Holdorf. Braden Gabriel, Troy Yost, Carter Cass, uh, Mayor Abdullah. There is no Michelli on the kicker, which hurts quite a bit, given that he's perfect on the season. But is that your kicker? Yes. I've, no, that's the first I've heard his name. <laughs> That's probably, probably why he's not on the list, huh? Yeah, I was wondering. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. It hurts, but... Um, probably your MVP. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Did he score the most points for you guys this year? Um, let's see. So, 36, and then... Only hit 12 field goals, and you wonder why you're not on the list? Even I hit more than that. Come on, Logan. Oh, come on. Yeah, but how many did, how, I did it? Yeah, I was about to say, how many did you miss? Twelve. <laughs> like four, probably. We've got a dude sitting in the abyss the last two seasons that's a better kicker than that. <laughs> yeah, probably. I Jack's believe I voted. Locked away in a black room. I believe I My voted for going... Cass. My vote's Yost. I, um, it's just that one. A for all Americans. Yeah, but you miss. He missed two. Who did? The one that had missed one. Vote Gabriel. You vote Gabriel. See, I when you have two guys, and one of them tied for the long, that went perfect. You you got to give it to Cass in that situation. I just went with Yost because Yost has made one more than Cass. Yeah, I can that, see. That, that, that was that was solely my reason. I'm like, yeah, Cass has the one that's four yards longer, but Yost has made one more and stayed perfect. Like, I, if if Gabriel was still perfect, my vote go for Gabriel. Yeah, if Gabriel but was I, perfect, I, you'd have to. Yeah, but at least you know, none and, of them missed a point after. That is true. <laughs> Listen, it's hard to miss, but sometimes after. it happens. What it hasn't? Has it ever happened? Yes. I'm, Yes. Oh, that dude oh, does not it count. Was, it was probably Tennessee me. kicker does not can count either. Hold on, I'm pulling up my stats. Nope, I was perfect on those. I was perfect on those. We're good. We're oh, good okay. on those. Oh, I thought you missed a wait, point lo- after. Wait, Logan, how many field goals did your kicker make? 
12. Yeah, I made 13. <laughs> were, were all you guys here for the Tennessee kicker game? Yes. I don't remember who that was, though. It was a walk-on. I say it was. <laughs> I think so. I think it was a walk-on. Couldn't hit shit, and then he hit the game-winning field goal at the end. Mm -hmm. I could definitely see Tennessee not having a kicker last, like, two years ago. I could see that, yeah. Yeah. He probably went to A&M. <laughs> let's, let's go to career. Yeah, let's go to the kick kickers. I want oh, it's <laughs> Go to kick career records. Jeez. Oh! Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, that sucks. Yeah, because Tennessee actually Carter Cass was the last kicker at Tennessee in season eleven before before Trevor Michelle. Yep. Or Mitchell. Michelle. He's from Milan, Italy. It's Michelle. Shut the fuck up. Which that's crazy. <laughs> that he went two seasons without a kicker. Yeah, it, it took me hey, coming that, in. That is nuts. <laughs> That's the crazy thing. It's like, like I wanted to be a kicker, but Jax Hall came in first. So Jax Hall sitting in a fucking black box somewhere, <laughs> wondering when do I get to kick again, Coach? Shut up. Are, kick are kickers allowed to come back? Like once your guy retires, or no? No, he runs the same path as your player. So he pays so, for a kicker for one year. He, he's fixing to go pro after being dormant overseas for two years. <laughs> oh yeah, no, dude. My my kicker, my kicker joined Michigan for for a year. Um, then uh, you know, Venom's kicker from Oregon came in, and my guy decided to go join the uh Michigan soccer team as the goalie. So, he not in the pro league. Uh, he did go pro because he was then kicked off of the Michigan <laughs> soccer team. So we don't uh, talk about that actually, situation. I thought he we was don't. Pretty good. I thought he's a better pro kicker than a college kicker. He is. He is. He is very much better in the pros. <laughs> So then we have then we have returner. So we have Stevie Glades, Rev, Colby Wiersma, Axel Riggs, Aaron Ike, Jalen Thomas, Jackson Kang, and Bobby Barrett. I I think there's only one here that can win it. I think you'll get it just because of the one game. It has, Stevie Glades. It has to be Stevie Glades. He's the only one on the list that has a kick return touchdown and a punt return touchdown. And calling that game might have, and calling both those might have been the highlight of my broadcasting career, honestly. Just because it it was not, it, I, me and Jeff couldn't believe it. Yeah. Uh, I think it's pretty obvious that it has to be Stevie. I mean, Rev, Rev, Rev absolutely deserves a shout. 600 kick return yards? Yeah. Well, but like, Jackson Kane has 862. That's yeah. true. That's fair. But does Kane return punts or no? Uh, Jackson? Yeah. Yes, 300 yeah. Okay. punt return okay. yards. I can't, I can't remember if he did or not because I knew Reb did as well. Uh, for me, I, I, I put a lot of I put a lot of stake into averages because you got to figure it's like, yeah. you know, guys who... I mean, he just say the guy on a on a bad team is going to get a lot more more yards because they're going to get the ball a lot more. Lawson running back a ninety nine yard touchdown interception is a weird sight to see. Who? Lawson. <laughs> Saying. Wait! Oh, you just saw it on the screen. 
Yeah, I'm simming. Wow. For a defensive tackle, just took it back 99 yards. Like 6'8", 300 pounds. But also for, you know, reference, at Iowa, you know, our highest here is 862 yards, one touchdown, 300 punt return yards. You go back to Iowa season three, Mitchell had 913 kick return, and he had right at about a 270 punt return yards. So, you know, this could have been my season. I probably would have got shafted in the voting again, but. You got 270 punt return yards because y'all can never stop a team. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Sorry. basically. That, uh, that's basically it. <laughs> You also got lucky you played UK at the uh, the last game of the season. Otherwise, if you played in first, you'd probably be out for the season. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I I need to I I still need to check on Murray, make sure he's doing okay. Yeah, pedigree. <laughs> <my>. <laughs> oh God, God bless that man. He's probably still dead. He's <laughs> gotta be. Got a picture from Caleb Lord. I'm like, what the heck is this? Oh, like it's Logan Mitchell getting decapitated. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we, I know. So right. we've gone on for two hours. hours and forty-five minutes. So I think that's a good point to wrap it up. Uh, as always, I got to ask DT any hot takes at the end. Nope. I just hope to continue my journey after tomorrow. I'd like Michigan, Wisconsin, Florida State, or Texas. That's what I want. Well, fuck you too, DT. <laughs> It's I, I, my player came from Wisconsin. It's like a homecoming. It's nothing personal. It's only okay. personal for Wisconsin. It's like a, it's like I told Frank, "Hey, babe, don't worry, you ain't making it out of the quarterfinals." And you're also very bad takes, so you know, hey, we're good. Exactly. That's what I'm here for. That's why I'm still around. Well, we may not make it past the quarterfinals. It's all right. On our last podcast, we had Cyrax special. <laughs> I kind of want him to pick us to lose. That way, we win. You know? <laughs> Look, that's what happened for Ohio State. So. On the last podcast, we had Pokey ask something, and he got what he wanted. Matt, do you have any special requests for OU? Frank returning kicks? Please just suck. Please just suck and, like, lose. Please. What like, you that'd want? be great. If you, want, you, just, like, you want my NIU settings? Is that what you're asking for? No. No, because I'm sure that bullshit would win. I get some bullshit like that would win. Absolutely not. Fuck that shit. I would, I would just quit. I would just quit. <laughs> I would just walk away from the league at that point. You know what? Now he's going to run them settings, actually. Frank? I can't. I can't. Frank, you got anything to ask of uh, Matt in Michigan? Nah, I'm just just uh, hoping for a good game, and uh, you know, hopefully he's uh, he goes home after tomorrow, and you know, has to root us on from the sidelines. I'll be crying myself to sleep. Don't worry. <laughs> well, that has been it for us at the Yellow Flag Podcast. Be sure to follow us on all the socials that you can find us on. Share us with your locker rooms. Get more people in the league excited because I always bring the hot takes whenever I'm hosting here. So. On behalf of me and all my guests today, we'd like to thank you all for joining us and have a good night and let's get ready for Tennessee in season 15 to take the league.